This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. This weird aberration society. Welcome back uh, to Mutual Aberration Society. Um, I'm Ryan Jackson, uh, as usual. Um, and today I have on a special guest. Uh, my guest uh, is one man known by one amazing legendary name <laughs> and it is carl i'll take it <laughs> carl um this is the point where i do the usual uh and say to you the guest to give our listeners uh your own introduction so uh tell everyone who carl is yeah <laughs> a body of cells joined by membranes currently functioning on a high stress level in coffee. I'm a comic book artist, writer, creator, man of many hats, very few professions. Yeah, Carl is someone I've known for quite a, quite a while now, right? It's been like a few years. Oh, we're family at this point, man. Yeah, it goes back. Quite a, quite a, quite a. Quite the, a I, we have actually hung out in person. I don't do that with many people. Yeah, we've actually met in person, so that definitely is. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a, uh, it's been a minute since we've actually seen each other in person. But we have definitely done the zooms uh, before. Yeah. Uh, and I brought you on specifically uh, to talk about. Uh, let me do my 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 boilerplate uh, synopsis reading for the film we're going to discuss which is Midori. Now, uh, Midori, to read the letterboxed uh, synopsis, <laughs> Maduri uh, from 1992, directed by Hiroshi Harada. Okay, here's what it says. The Camellia, the Camellia Girl, after losing her parents, young flower settling Maduri is put up by a fairground group. She's abused and forced to slavery until the arrival of an enigmatic magician of short stature who gives her hope for a better future. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah that's exactly the movie i expected that, that's the <laughs> okay a few things a few things first okay uh this this anime um is based on a manga correct yeah um and this manga much like the anime um is somewhat of a uh controversial uh work of art um yeah. <laughs> Putting it mildly. <laughs> uh, Carl, what was your first? Um, when did you first hear about uh, Midori, the comic in the film? When 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 was the first time uh, you came across uh, this uh, special special film? <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
yeah, I knew it as the manga for Spidey. So Hiro Moro, I think is his name. Mm. It's called Mr. Oroshi's Amazing Freak Show. And I, like any young goth, went through a retro freak show phase where I was obsessed with carnivals. And uh, this is just right after I came off of my, if it's a Japanese import, it's got to be the shit stage. Uh, you know, when you find Akira and suddenly you're just obsessed with everything that comes over. Yeah. So, you know, you find that, you do the deep dive, you find Masume Shiro, you find Otomo, you locked down all that stuff. But this book in particular came from what is known as the Eurogoro genre which is the erotic gore mm. and uh japan's got their lock on that shit man that is like a whole subgenre of storytelling that just hasn't made it here in the states in any way shape or form close to like maybe a cronenberg yeah. um like junji ito and shit like that but man this is not the letterbox description <laughs> even remotely I, that's you know it's actually kind of quaint that movie feels more like a studio geely film and that's <laughs> not at all what i got into when i saw this <laughs> yes um uh, i don't even know how to um I'm, I'm i'm a big i'm not a trigger warning person for sure like i i feel like like as as i don't know like i get the idea all right like and i don't fault anybody for uh, making art and then uh, giving the audience or the potential audience a trigger warning. Um, I personally don't do that with the stuff I make, um, though I'm not making shit as extreme as Midori. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, that letterbox synopsis, as Carl has already stated, would give you um, a very... <laughs> uh, let's just say inaccurate uh, description of what you're about to experience. If you do uh, sit down to watch this, uh, this anime, um, <laughs> this anime is uh, it pulls no punches in terms of its depictions of not only like the exploitation, uh, but the literal rape of a, of a child, a young girl, um, she's 12 yeah. and then not only that but then it also has things like uh you know cold brutal puppy murder uh just random orgy scenes um uh, people exploding um in cronenberg fashion the very body horror yeah it doesn't pull its punches either yeah like yeah. i think the thing that makes it so visceral is the fact like if this were live action You'd be walking out of this being like, Jesus, Aronofsky, what are you telling me to do right now? This is some fucked and you up know shit. There, did you know that there is a live action version of this? Yeah, there's no way in hell I could watch that. The I puppy mean, scene alone, I'm like. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's actually a one to one. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, in terms of yeah. I don't it's probably like more based closer to the manga, which is probably super fucked up, too. But I feel like it's probably like a middle ground. Um, I, I I'm, think the manga is kind of interesting because it's the the difference in formats that really kind of test like what you can stomach. I think the fact that the book itself kind of delineates the surrealism with like the day-to-day -day stuff. Whereas the man, the anime just treats everything like it's the same ground. Like you don't know if half of that is a fever dream or like reality. And like yeah. in the book, there's, there's no difference, but in the, the, the animation, you can kind of tell like what parts are supposed to be the more cerebral metaphoric shit. Mm. Yeah, man, man. 
I mean, it's, <laughs> you picked the right guy for this one, though. I was like, oh, man, I know this. this is, <laughs> you want to talk about that? OK, this is a big discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot uh, to unpack when it comes to this. First of all, I did notice it is only, you know, this is a, a short movie like it's it's only 48 minutes. So, I mean, I guess uh, to some people, I guess that they probably wouldn't qualify that as a film. They would. I don't know. But like to me, it's like whatever. It's a film to me. Um, also, um, what you're exposed to in 48 minutes is, <laughs> is, is, is it, it, it's so a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> like it, it is, it is, you know, it's, it's a very disturbing and, uh, shocking sort of nightmarish kind of, uh, I don't even know if you want to call it an experience. I mean, yeah, you can. It's a, it's an experience. It's an experience yeah. to sit down and watch this movie. Um, and it's effective. In fact, it's so effective that I say like it's it. Upon seeing it, I'm like, this is probably one of my favorite like horror uh, movies ever. Like, <laughs> that speaks to you, man. That I mean, I'm speaks to you. But I'm not saying favorite in terms of like I enjoy what I'm seeing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not that. Like, it's not that I enjoy what I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. But I appreciate uh, one. It's super transgressive, also, right? Which you know. For um, sure. I'm definitely into transgressiveness, not transgressiveness for transgressive sake necessarily, but I will say that the reason I, it jumps really high up on the list for me is because it is so like, it does something like that few, like I'm, I'm, I'm immune like to like most shit, like at this point in my life, like I've seen so much shit. Yeah. Uh, but um, there's like this creepy sort of like, I don't, I can't quite describe it. There's something about this and the fact that it's animated and the way the characters are drawn and the tone, there's something about this tone yeah. that is just unsettling in a way that like most shit just isn't to me. You know what I mean? I think uh, part of that goes from, I mean, I didn't know this until you made me revisit. I haven't seen this in about 15 years because it was the banned anime. Everyone's like, oh, it's banned. You got to see it. Like, you know, I'm a kid. When I see that, oh, I need to see it now. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know uh, Hiroshi Hirata, who animated it. It mm. took him five years to do it. He did everything. everything. Yes. Like every frame of animation mm. outside of the voice acting. That's all him. Mm. So, like, all that stuff you saw, like, I just imagine this one little dude by a corner laboring over, like, stomping out puppies. for like That had to be a month because that's also some of the most visceral animation in the whole thing. And I think it also shows to the things that he was kind of looking to show and depict in such a, I mean, to some viewers, distressing degree, because that's the stuff that actually is the most fluid animation mm. and the most, because there's a lot of like, just frozen imagery that's panned across in that, as opposed to like full on like graphic gore. And it's always the graphic gore and the weird Junji Ito kind of visceral shit that seems to get a little bit fetishized in this, but not in a way where it seems like it's showcasing it. Yeah. Yeah, and it does have that kind of, uh, it does have that Junji Ito sort of, like, at least the way it's drawn, that sort of aesthetic, which is kind of like a mi a mixture of sort of like what I describe as like sort of like Japanese kabuki style illustration, like, oh yeah, but mixed in with sort of like this, or melded with this sort of anime sort of look um, that makes it feel, and this is probably why it's, has that sort of uh creepy sort of like i don't know that that vibe that tone it's because it it has the sense that like it's almost like 
this is something that like is childlike or like fairy tale esque, but sort of in that fucked up like Brothers Grimm kind of you know uh, to use a Western sort of comparison kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like you're like this shouldn't exist. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think like, that's kind of the difference between like Western and Asian cinema, though, is so much of it is like not determined on the audience. It's the audience that finds the work. So right. like it's animated that way, but it's not by design. It's just like that's how the guy animates. So this is the story he's going to tell. And yeah. it does have like that dark fairy tale thing without being like a Tim Burton-esque kind of this is a dark fairy tale kind of thing. It's just like oh, this is what a kid's visions look like. Uh, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of the book Opus. And uh, was it Domu by Atomo, which are also very much of the same construct where it's like, this is a kid story, but it's not for kids and it's terrifying, but it presents it all as equal. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to sort of like give people and, and honestly, you know, um, I might go ahead and post a link to this movie in the Patreon for patrons, like just so they can find it. Um, and I think you've I been know, warned. <laughs> yeah, you've been warned, by the way, before you watch this movie. Um, but for those who are looking for it, it's it might be on YouTube. I know it. I know for a while it was on there and I think it got maybe it got taken down. It's one of those movies that I feel like probably gets up uploaded and then taken down a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, uh, I watched a French subtitled version because the link you had originally sent me and I was like, oh, there's stuff in here I haven't seen. And then I found out there are like 26 scenes that have been deleted and then re-put in over the last 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Culture's I, weird, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's crazy. But when you watch this movie, you kind of immediately get it. You're like, oh, yeah, I can, I can see why <laughs> they would do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this this movie upon its release uh, basically did like nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Because like I said, he couldn't like we already said, like he, this the director, the filmmaker, you know, he he did everything by himself because no one was willing to give him money to make this thing you know what yeah. i mean they're like they weren't and that's saying something because you know japan is like this is the place of like you know the pinky film and and like nikatsu and like all these very you know what i mean like all of these very like uh sick kind of uh fetishistic um extreme genre you know pictures like like japan has a a, a weird sort of uh, history with being so extreme in terms of its art, but then being very rep repressed in terms of its society and government. And I feel like that's a one is a direct result of the other, obviously, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's the, just the polar opposite of us. We don't like our art to make us think things and we also want absolute freedom. So I don't know. Hmm. only makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a, I have a very, uh, I don't know. Like I really, I really do love like Japanese cinema in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, especially at the older I've gotten, the older I've gotten, I've really, I've really found myself drawn to this, this type of thing because it is so, it is so left of center, but like left of center of the Western sort of uh, sensibilities. You know what I mean? Like unapologetically have, have, so too. Yeah. Yeah. And we have left of center here, but it's left of center from the standpoint of it being someone from here, you know, from the, from the viewpoint of someone here, but the shit over there is so far it's, it's left of center yeah. to our left of center. 
uh, in a way that I just find exciting. Like I'm pretty, I'm sure, I'm sure to like the average Japanese person, it's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is just well, the thing, like culturally over there, especially with the art that they engage in. I mean, I feel like the majority of the stuff, like it's just when it's stateside, first of all, it wouldn't be made stateside. No. But if it were, it would be one of those things where it was like, you've never seen anything so fucking crazy and just absolutely in your face. And like, it almost turns into a parody of that idea. And over here, I think the reason why people like you and I are so attracted to it is because it's pure. Like it's coming from a place where it's just like, no, this is how it's supposed to be experienced. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Like they're not going to put that up with, as you said, a trigger warning or anything like that, because there's an understanding that there are different levels to art. And that not all art is meant to be taken or interpreted by the same people. Right. And and it also, they banned it. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> polar opposite end of that. They still banned it. So they there still, is they, some sort of Which lets you know, again, if Jag, that's, again, so for people that aren't necessarily uh, proceeding with caution, like, remember, like, we were saying that Japanese is, you know, like, film is very, or Japanese cinema and, and art in general is very, extreme but this is something that they dubbed too extreme so you know that they decided to ban it <laughs> and it was based on a book by the guy whose follow-up was called um ultra gash inferno so <laughs> yeah, yeah so i this is what this is the kind of material we're talking about now to give people sort of a a a, a sense of and we'll springboard sort of talking about maduri to talk more about um you know manga's influence overall like in the west right yeah, especially because yeah. uh, i know we talked about that offline um or off podcast uh, a little bit so the the movie kind of starts in a in a with with uh, a scene that i felt like <laughs> well first we're introduced to the to our our main character right we're introduced to midori um she's a little girl um and she's living uh at home with her mother um and she, we see her, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, she's like out and about and she's approached by some very, an older man, right? Yeah. And, and the older, and she's upset and she's sad. And apparently her mother, we, we discover her mother's sick, very sick. Um, and I believe the older man basically propositions her and tells her, you know, if you come with me, you know, I'll make sure that you're taken care of, you know, just come see me. Um, I guess he gives her uh, his information to where, where she should go. And then after that scene, um, she goes back home and uh, she finds her mother uh, not only dead, but being um, eaten by rats. Now, uh, when she pulls the blanket off of her mother's body, uh, we see uh, rats crawling inside of her vagina. Um, and uh, uh, at this point, I it's knew- like a war music video. Yeah, yeah. At this <laughs> point, if you, like, I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm in, but I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm in, but I'm like, in, in the sense of like, I've already went this far. I guess I need to see where this takes me. <laughs> oh, you had no idea. That's the the thing about that scene, though. Like your introduction to her is kind of like the traditional Western fairy tale of it all, where it's like I'm down on my luck. This is the Cinderella fable. I'm down on my luck. This guy's promising me better things. I go home to my mother, who, when you first see her, you're just like, oh, she's sick in bed, and then you 
kind of figure out that like she might have been dead the whole time and like this girl's just living with a rotting corpse and then you're like oh what does that tell you about this girl right exactly and then following that scene that's when she decides i'm gonna go see the man now because my mother's dead I'm, I'm essentially an orphan um we don't know where her father went you know but but she she takes off to see the man and upon her journey she runs across um what I would describe as a freak show of circus performers, our local, you know, local circus performers. Um, and she ends up being taken in, um, not necessarily willingly either. <laughs> uh, they, it's a positive experience. Yeah, they. she immediately uh, becomes, you know, um, basically kidnapped. I mean, if you know what I mean, into yeah. becoming part of this like traveling circus show with all of these freaks. And um, now the freaks are very uh, interesting because you got the guy with who looks like he has like mummy, mummy, mummy bandages with no arms. Um, you yep. have who else do you have? You have that woman with the kabuki paint face. You have and the completely limbless dude who just kind of slithers along. <laughs> yeah, a guy who's like basically he looks like a human, human meat thumb. Yeah, a thumb, a thumb. He has no no legs, no arms. He's shaped like a, a giant wiener dog as a person. Um, then you have and speaking of giant wiener dogs, you have the woman who you're convinced is the angriest woman alive until you find <laughs> out otherwise. Yeah, until you find out that this is actually a a, a trans person. Uh um, which in 2022, this kind of a very, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is, it's not the most sensitive depiction for sure, nah, but this is also all, 1992. Not, not um, and I'm, who else is, I know I'm leaving out some people. They have some very weird, like they're almost like, again, the carnival freaks that you would see sort of, um, you know, in the sideshows over here kind of, but they have their own sort of Japanese slant. And I believe this movie supposed to take place in like the late 1800s you know um yeah so immediately she gets thrown into this world where uh they just start to abuse her like both sexually um mentally verbally um it's a very bad it's just very bad like it's it's uh but it's also it's presented as something that's normal amongst this group like when she mm -hmm. wakes up and they're all going down on each other and all that it's like oh yeah. no this is just what we do yeah, this like, is just what the freaks do. Well, one the one chick with uh, the weird eyes is like getting like a train ran on her with two guys, uh, and then oh yeah, <laughs> and then there's you like, know a, a normal Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> and then the one chick is having her eyeball licked or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Dude, that's one thing I need to talk about. There is some serious cultural shifts for me where I was just like, oh, that's right, I forgot. Back in the day, that was like an urban legend. Like Japanese kids are getting off licking each other's eyeballs. That was like a thing in the '90s. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely Surge versus Mountain Dew. Japanese kids eyeball licking. It probably came from from this shit like that. <laughs> like, probably, you know what I mean. Like, probably came from this 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 movie. People seeing this thing, uh, yeah. But she, it's very much, you know, um, I don't know. Like, it's just very. You feel really bad for Midori, um, and also kind of like you're just you can't look away. Like, I, I that's why I felt I, I felt like I was watching like a, a car wreck or something. Like, you know what I mean? Where and. Or it was just like, look at what's happening. I can't not look at the, you know what I mean? Like, this is fucked yeah. up. You feel, you feel very bad for her, but you just, 
you want to continue to see where this this uh, nightmare is going to go. And and it immediately keeps going and upping its its craziness factor when you see uh, Midori raising some puppies. <laughs> uh, uh, she's like lovingly raising some puppies and then they show her sort of uh, leave the puppies and then one the the uh, the crazy, um, I guess, trans woman, um, if you want to call her that, right? Is that the one who smashes the puppy? I, I feel like that's an insult to transgendered people by calling them. <laughs> well, the the what we perceive to be a crazy woman, um, until we get the reveal, uh, she walks up to the puppies and begins to step on them and crush them. Um, and at this point, uh. It reminded me of Blake Snyder's Save the Cat. I was like, yeah, um, clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly they have not oh, read Blake. Save the Cat. <laughs> clearly this <laughs> let me let me let me fix all of your screenwriting problems. Let me tell you in four volumes how to make your script as commercial and inept of any good ideas. Oh baby. Uh, yeah, uh, this is not a Blake Next Snyder. Next up, here's Midori. <laughs> this is not a Blake Snyder approved uh, movie uh, by any stretch, oh, and, uh, which I definitely appreciate. Um, and again, like, here's the thing about it: I know people have issues with like depictions of like animal abuse, and but everything in this is fake. You know what I mean? Literally, there's no actors, there's no animals. It's all animated. So you know, it's actually it's one thing to uh, watch this depiction um in a live action film because you realize like oh like these are real actors having to sort of like reenact or create some sort of trauma or traumatic sort of moment um but also like usually they use real animals and you have to like wonder like that's you know no animals were harmed during the shooting of this you know this film is usually one of the the things that you see um at the beginning or end of a movie, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, well, you I don't mean, have to worry about that. I mean, so the, you know, you know, you know why they do that, right? Yeah, I'm the, remember, the, you remember the. I can't, I can't say, I can't say it too loud because Jenna's in the other room and she gets upset when I bring this up. But you remember the movie back in the day, Milo and Notice, about the cat and the dog that go to cross country. Well, that was filmed in Canada and they didn't have regulations. And there's that scene where the dog and the cat jump over the waterfall. Mm -hmm. So they were just flinging cats and puppies over a waterfall. Are and now fucking, we have are you serious? i'm not kidding and like a bunch of people went to court for it and like it was a huge deal and that's why they have all like these protections that are set up like by law globally that you have to like check all the boxes make sure that whatever and like holy that's shit. The, I never, the darkest story i have in my repertoire that's dark that's dark yeah. i never and and i love i love my little notice when i was a kid Oh, wow. That's crazy. Doesn't it ruin the movie for you? <laughs> no, I love it more. No, I'm, just... <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't... That's I'm fucked doomed. up. Um, yeah, that, yo, that, I, seriously. That's fucked up. Yo, uh, wow. I did not you know did, that. They didn't pull that shit in Homeward Bound. They were like, nah, Milo and Otis, it's Canadian. We're friendly. Yo, Canadians are fucked up. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have banned Midori. What is wrong with Canadian? Wow. I did not know that. Well, there was no puppies uh, stepped on or thrown over waterfalls in Maduri because it was all drawn by one man um, in stunning, gory detail. Um, so, yeah, we get the puppy uh, after shortly thereafter the puppy scene, though. Right. Which is, yeah. you know, one of the sort of I feel like 
if you had to say there's a there's quite a few memorable scenes but like i feel like that's the one that like most people probably talk about when they talk about this movie like if you search this on youtube but certainly the one that has the most like reacts to <laughs> and they're all like 11 teen year old girls that are just like i thought it was gonna be an anime <laughs> yeah i've heard i've heard that this this movie has gotten uh a lot of like following on tiktok like people have like been posting about this movie on tiktok Big surprise <laughs> tiktok got a hold of it so so yeah um it's not surprising to hear that there's like reaction videos to this on YouTube. Uh, but after we see that uh, uh, infamous uh, scene, uh, not that's uh, about a little bit after that is about when we're first introduced to this new character who's joining the sort of roadside, you know, traveling circus. Because uh, apparently um, the circus is making no money. And actually some of the... Uh, sideshow freak people are blaming Midori. They're like, ever since she got here, we've been cursed. You know what I mean? Again, just punishing this young girl over and over again, you know, blaming everything. I like her. the freaks blaming the normal person for not turning <laughs> a buck. <laughs> right, right. So, so they, then he's like, oh, we got this new magician coming. Um, and we are, we're introduced to this magician and he's a very small man. Um, um, and he, he does these tricks where he, go, he gets inside a glass jar bottle based right? on um, a real magician too yeah yeah and that's another thing where like people which were i like, thought was oh. hilarious yeah people people were like how did he do that like how did apparently it's real like you know um and yeah. pair and maduri and him immediately um connect and it's which again is very weird because this is a clearly an older man uh he looks like kim jong-un a little bit um <laughs> in terms of like just his like roundness i know kim jong-un is korean but like he has a very similar physique like and he's i've really been doing an impression of that guy's voice all afternoon too by the way <laughs> uh yeah his... i ain't getting any after this <laughs> uh, the, the, this magician character is 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 uh immediately uh drawn to maduri and she's drawn to him um so he becomes like her not only does he like they show a scene of them like making out but then there's this they they quickly decide like both agree to marry each other right but maduri says well um i'm not a virgin though which again is very dark because you're like this is a 12 year old girl and she's saying she's not a virgin because she's been raped um by her circus performer friends if you have friends in scare quotes, um, and, Listen, and, it's still a better situation than living with her dead mom. Right. I, I mean, but not by much. I mean, that's you, the thing that this movie does though. It makes you question like, which is the worst scenario. You, you question if she was ever in a good scenario ever, you know what I mean? Like from the very right. beginning of the movie, you're like, is she ever in a good scenario? Um, so it's one of those things where you're like, um, and there's a scene where actually they show the, the armless man like force himself on her um which i mean it's kind of weird he has no arms but he has like apparently has really strong legs and she's a young girl so he's able to sort of force himself on her with no arms. well he loves her though yeah 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 we we, we kind of find that out too but once the magician guy shows up um they he pretty much protects her from them um and we discover like he uses his magic and to not only like perform you know these tricks on at the show but he also uses his magic to sort of help her there's a there's a moment where um they're throwing midori around 
like they're mad at her and they start throwing yeah. her and then he makes her giant like literally the size of a fucking giant and like so that they can't fucking throw her anymore and they're like fuck because there fuck. are no actual like rules in this movie yeah, it's just yeah. it can happen <laughs> right right and you're like you're wondering like how this guy's magic works but then he's like sort of like he can like manipulate reality was what we kind of discover mm -hmm. you know what i mean like like he can make people see things he can make people do things which also um i don't know if you've kind of got this sense that i got that like after kind of watching it i started to think too like is like midori under his spell like you know what i mean like in terms of like is the art is the only reason that she's even interested in him is because he's doing this sort of magic you know almost jedi like you know like you are like i uh <laughs> i think that angle yeah right i think that angle is a little bit more explicit in the manga because there's a lot more dialogue about like i'll take care of you and follow me and follow my way a lot of that kind of verbiage mm. and uh, i think it is a little bit more apparent in that that it's a spell but i kind of like it being more open to interpretation mm. because this is something that's already playing with like your expectations of what is real and what is not so the idea that he's maybe cast a spell on her i think is more uh menacing to be open to interpretation because you're like this guy just wants to help her does he does mm -hmm. he right i don't know and i don't know about you but like the magician is like he was like my favorite character like in this whole thing <laughs> uh from the way that he's drawn like from the way he looks from his voice that you say you keep doing imitations oh of. <laughs> there's something but, well the thing that's funny about him is like they give him such a spotlight the second he shows up like he yeah. has like that savior complex where he's like the carnival's making money midori's taking care of i'm gonna take you away from here i can make you i can embiggen you you know like he does all the right stuff but he's like he's a goofball and like it's a character that like in Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge I wouldn't bat an eye at but he's at this thing where I've seen puppies get stomped and you know faces turn into you know absolute nightmare sauce and he's just out here just being like John Leguizamo and I'm like okay it makes its own rules I don't have to argue yeah he's kind of got I'm already like in I'm already halfway through yeah, he's he's you know, and I like I like how he's sort of again, he's like a very short guy. He's probably like he looks like almost like a dwarf, right? And 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 he's got this round face and he's got hair similar to like Wolverine <laughs> in a fucking Fu Manchu sort of like goatee style with a mustache and goatee. Uh and it's very it's 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 just again, it's like you see this kind of character and other stuff depicted, and it's like he would be like sort of like this weird side character but in this he's almost oh, sure. if there was a hero in this which there are none he would be the one that you would consider the hero right which is oh, absolutely he's which is weird story. yeah 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 yeah. he's like the bad guy who fucks with the other bad guys so therefore by default <laughs> you know what i'm saying like by default he becomes sort of the hero of the of the the disney version of this he's like a talking clock <laughs> <laughs> right, the Disney version of this would uh, never, it never exist. This, <laughs> I imagine Disney like doing a Maduri adaptation now. That would <laughs> never, never would happen. Every, let me, let me tell you something. Those puppies, they grow angel wings. They fly away. There's five songs. That was the thing I appreciate about watching a lot of older anime. There's no songs until the end credits, and it's always the worst song you've ever heard recorded on a Casio keyboard. 
Yeah, but they're also dark as shit. You listen to the lyrics and you're like, stomping out the flowers so my blood can <laughs> flow free. What? Yeah, you gotta love the Japanese for their their uh, their their songs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this this movie this movie is like uh, fuck, man. I don't know, man. It that might be a better review than Letterboxd. Ah, <laughs> fuck, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, I try to like, uh, yeah. I don't know because this is one of those cases where I'm like I can't quantify this because the subject matter is so dark. It's not like I'm gonna recommend it, but at the same time I'm like, yo, this dude made it over five years all by himself. It's crazy as shit, and it actually got a visceral response enough so to get it banned. Like, yeah, I mean, I rated. This I might have to use this as a litmus test now. You know? Yeah, I rated this movie four stars on Letterbox. Um, I know that like with the copy you're gonna be in the silent majority <laughs> with the caveat that like this is not for everybody <laughs> like like this is not for everybody like as a, but, but i mean again like this idea that you can't appreciate a work of art even that is very sort of vile right you know what yeah. i mean like is a very i don't know like i'm just not i'm just not like i don't know like i'm just not puritanical about it you know what i mean like where 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 I just feel yeah. like I feel like it's important that things like this are made, um, and I know people probably would disagree with me. Like, but but you're wrong. I think I'm trying to quantify something like this in especially Western terms. Like, mm. you can't. I like, would say and the reason why it's so like. I mean, it clearly had an impact on both you and I. We're talking yeah. about it, right? And both of us liked it, right. <laughs> you know. But it's also one of those things where it's like, yo, I'm. I'm pretty jaded, but I'm also completely aware of how sanitized and infantilized we are. And like, I, I just give me something that like, I don't care how dark it is. If it makes me like think something further and it's one person's vision, especially like what right do I have? You know, I'm not going to be out there saying it's wrong. Yeah. And, and I think for people that don't, I'm trying to think of, of, of a, of a kind of similar sort of, a, a, a film to com, sort of compare it to in terms of maybe the tone is maybe Belladonna of Sadness. Like, um, it's pretty close, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely has a similar kind of, at least it seems to, to have a similar sort of vibe. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it definitely has like a little bit of that, like, mm -hmm. I'd say, like, uh, like a satanic panic vibe to it just because it's like there's something about it that's just naturally mm. like uh, yeah. it's got a little bit of like um uh, i hate name dropping him but like it's got a little bit of early yudorowsky where it's just like this makes you uncomfortable why does it make you uncomfortable um, also yeah. why is it beautiful hodorowsky you know speaking of him i mean another filmmaker who's caught in heat for doing things to animals on set on some of his films as well yeah, but yeah. he knows better. Those were real animals. Yeah. These are cartoons. Yeah, but again, we're I'm I'm tying that back to Milo and Otis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh that's what's gonna be associated with me now, knowing that tidbit of information. <laughs> Listen, yeah, if that... Disney made it, I'm sure we'd have so many stuffed crushable puppies. I'm I would be interested in seeing a movie about Milo the, the Milo and Otis incident, like throwing the, the puppies and shit off of the water. <laughs> Yo. Like, because uh, to me that's anyone anyone who dares to make that movie 
I mean, obviously, it's, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be if it's made, especially in the states, it's going to be like concussion, where it's like this is the story about a thing that wasn't really a thing, but we're going to politicize it so hard. It's like no, no, just show it as it was—a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, you would never get any. I mean, again, just like just like uh, Midori, you would have to get someone who made that that specific thing outside of any oversight. Like, you know what I mean? Completely sort of isolated oh, yeah. uh, because there's no way that the system is as, as you've had your own experiences with Hollywood, uh, Carl, you and yeah. you and Jenna both, uh, as you know, it's set up to make sure that shit like this never, ever sees uh, the, the ever sees a green light ever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, no. uh, but uh, honestly, that's the best part about like working in comics. So if I wanted to make Midori number two, I could. I don't want to spend five years on it, but yeah, yeah. But like film, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, shit, you're right. You could make a Midori no- number two in comics. You know, uh, something like that is appealing to me. Like not that specifically. I don't want to make Midori two, but but like there's certain mediums, whether it's comics, whether it's fiction, um, uh, and I guess film. I guess film to a certain extent. I guess if it's done on an indie scale. Uh, Probably film I don't less. Know, man. Film less though, because I film... still go ahead. I, I do genuinely feel like there's a lot of unspoken rules in film, even if you're working on like the micro budget level. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. It's there's a lot of like because I let's be honest here. Right. The goal of most aspiring filmmakers is to make a career out of making film. Nobody signs up to be a cult classic. Everybody wants to, yo, you need both. I want to make some fucking money. Do you really think I want to live in this shithole for the rest of my life? No. It's not going to happen if I'm making Midori too. Yeah, I mean, I understand, but like, fuck, man, I don't know. And like, that's, listen, that's a cynical opinion, but I've been put through the ringer a few times. I mean, honestly, we share similar opinions. I mean, it's not like, you know, we both had our... You know, <laughs> oh, no, we're both punk as fuck. It's been established. <laughs> but my thing about it is, you know, like, my last guests, uh, David Osborne and Kelby Losack, are going to make a book, Ichi the Killer 2. They're just going to do it. Oh, dope. Like, and you could get away with that, like, yeah. as a book. Like, you could literally get away with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And plus, I feel like the Japanese uh, have a history of just doing that. But also, like, China does, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got, yeah. you know, like, they just, they don't have the same respect. I don't even, like, in terms of when it comes to IP. Like, they're not, like... They don't have the sort of attitudes that they have over here, which is like you, you could just own IP no. in perpetuity, and it's this most important thing. Like, no, fuck that. If it's a you thought well, that's up, the thing. I, yeah, I love that. In I terms actually of like, love it. In t- I do too. In terms yeah. of like comics, since that's clearly my original background, mm. Japan is the only place where they don't have like the favoritism IP game. So like, mm. you have entire genres based on like porn adaptations of mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's fair game because they don't care. They've got billions of people. Like these are, they're not fetishized properties. Like if you want to find a book about like race car slot driving or whatever in Japan, there's like 28 books taking care of you. Like not here where it's like you get Batman, you get X-Men, you get whatever. Like the only, the closest Nobody's going to notice when that happens. The closest thing we get that's non-parody because we do have parodies, right? And, they, and they're oh, we got, the shit on the parody. But we also were protected by parody. Yeah, we're so protected if you're doing by a parody, parody it's like, Totally yeah, yeah. cool. But the closest thing we get is those shitty asylum knockoff movies. Like that's the closest. Oh god. 
where and with those yeah. are absolute dog shit. But like that's the closest you can get because they'll <laughs> take like a movie, they'll be like Transformers, Transmorphers. All right, here we go. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and they'll just fucking, you know, try to rip it off, rip off the IP uh as close as they can without completely getting in yeah. trouble. Uh, uh and I and I I you know, you know, I find it feel like it's 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 pretty annoying that like shit like uh Mickey Mouse and Batman and all these things that they should be public domain. Like they should have been public domain. You know what I mean? Like oh, we're getting close on a few of them. Yeah, most of this shit is like we we're getting close, but like you and I both know that the powers that hold the rights to these these things are going to extend the fucking copyright into perpetuity, like as long as possible. Like Disney has done it, like a mate. You know what I mean? Like it's illegal what they've done. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But they still hold, you can't put them fucking mouse ears on shit <laughs> without them saying, hey, what the fuck? Yo, you know what I mean? So contrary to that point though, like I I got into, you know, whether it be comics, film, writing in general, like last thing I want to do is write a fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I know I know how to make things. I'm not gonna give you like the same shit. There are jobbers out there that can do that. Right. Like real talk. There are dozens upon dozens of kids that can kind of draw mm, that you know fine you want to draw spider-man you want to draw batman fucking draw him i've seen that already i don't care you're not going to do anything historic you know unless you do midori batman i'm not gonna you know like there's no risks being taken there's too much protections in place and i don't i don't find that shit interesting at all yeah it's definitely not it's it's, and it sucks too because when it comes to comics specifically, and when we talk about comics, obviously the conversation will come around to this, the discussion of the big two. And when it comes, yeah. to, when it comes to the big two um, and those sort of big sort of properties, right? Like Spider-Man, you're, even if they allowed you a little rope in terms of what you did with the property, we both know yeah. that all the hard work that you get, you don't own none of it any fucking way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nope doesn't matter what you could do like all of these runs that like marvel is pretty much you know mining and using for their fucking movies like all the stuff that people mm-hmm. like was created by these other people who have no ownership over it all you know what i mean none of it like you know what i mean like it and it's like they're not seeing any kickback in terms of money from the fucking storylines or arcs that they created none of that shit like you know what i mean like so yeah the as to do Oh, trust me, I know what you mean. Yeah, you 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 know more than fucking you know any other guest I would ever had on about this shit. Uh, just given the fact that you are really you know an actual comic book creator and a actual someone who does create your own shit, um, um, and you've you 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 just you you know these guys and you know you know that world and and you you just know like it's not appealing. And then I feel like on a from from a film like a uh, sort of comparison uh point of view like that shit is not appealing to me like i don't want to do none of those fucking like you know what i mean like i always tell people all the time it's the same way i am with the film stuff i do anytime i'm writing something i'm like listen the only reason i'm writing this as a screenplay is because i don't want to read a comic of two people in a room fucking talking but i know that this is a cool conversation and it's only going to work in film and like right now comics especially is just like no give us two people in a room talking i'm like fuck out of here with that shit i don't want to read 20 pages of that it's not even, yeah, it's weird. You're going to give me a BBC drama and charge me $5 a month for that shit? I don't want it. Yeah, it's weird that 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 this sort of, I don't know if you want to call it cross-pollination. I don't think, you know, but I feel like it's weird how you have these, the different sort of mediums and you feel, and you feel like specifically here, right? 
like that yeah, each, yeah. that each one is sort of looking at the and the, 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 the other medium and sort of like instead of creating the thing for the thing like you're creating a comic like if you're gonna make a comic make it a comic like you know what i mean like do it yeah like this is the best comic like you know what i mean like this is the in terms of when i say this is the best comic i mean utilize the the, the actual medium like you know what i mean like do it in a way that it's like that you can't do it in other mediums. That's the point, right? It's like, there's only one way to do a, there's a certain way you can do a comic that's just not replicatable as a film and vice versa or as a TV show or whatever. But these motherfuckers, they want to do everything the same. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like to them, it's, you know what I mean? It's all one medium. Here's the thing. You actually touched on, you actually touched on the thing that we can segue on this Mm -hmm. because this was bringing it back to Midori here. This was based on a manga. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different entity. Same thing goes for Akira. You know, yeah. Atomo was doing Akira the book while directing the original anime. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for most of them. But like, you look at that output, and it's still drawn to perfection. Looks fucking gorgeous. Tells a great story. And like, nine times out of ten, the anime adaptation, while being made in sync with the other isn't the same as you know what six seven volumes of akira yeah i love akira but the original books are damn that's the consensus that's that's the consensus the consensus is the 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 film is a great film everyone loves it but it's in the manga is it's nothing in comparison to the manga which is saying a lot you know what i'm saying which which says a lot you were you were saying you were saying why do we have the same thing right now i think right now especially in the states we got too sedentary and too comfortable with our art because Mm. let's be honest, all shit talking out there. It's easier for a producer to read a 22 page comic that's already illustrated than to read a script that has a bunch of giant ideas. Mm. And they're already aware of the fact that there's a pre-existing IP that people are going to get, you know, soaked in the shorts over, Mm. even though we've seen them rebooted 38 times over the last four years, like, cool. I get it your brand recognition is great. I like McDonald's, Pepsi, whatever. I mean, I don't eat any of those things, but they're there. I know what they are. I know how they exist. Everyone knows what they're going to get when they see Spider-Man, Batman, what have you. But like the downside is, and why I get so pissy about it. And I say pissy because I'm a little bitch about it is third tier, second tier publishers are looking at that shit and they're saying, Oh, it worked for Marvel. It worked for DC. Let's just build up a catalog of IP that we can sell to anyone oh, you want to backdoor deal with Lionsgate? Great, we got this, 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 and this. Oh, Netflix is paying how much for these things? We got this, 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 and this. And you've got companies that have now been founded on the ideal that they're going to be essentially exploiting creators who just want to make dope-ass comics to sell their IP. And will the creators see a dime of that? I don't know, you ask me. Have I seen any of it? Nah. (laughs) Of course not. You know, like, uh, Yeah, I got a chip on my shoulder. (laughs) I mean... I mean, I don't know, like, I have, I definitely say, you know, I have a chip on my shoulder about certain things. Bro, you've got a chip. You've got a chip. <laughs> I got, chi- I got <laughs> And I chip. love you for it. It's, I got chips for this sure. This is the reason why know? I was like, I can't wait to be on the show. I'm like, <laughs> Ryan Jackson is my only homie that knows. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's fucking, you know, where, where do I begin? Like, <laughs> well, I, listen, I can offer you know my own example of that if you'll allow me like i got into screenwriting late 
because mm. I saw what time it was in comics. And I was just like, listen, I spent years studying how to write, how to develop story, how to plot, how to whatever. Those skills are applicable on either side. You can't teach a comic book writer to write a screenplay, but an artist you certainly can because you got to know the visuals, you got to know how to convey those things. And I already came from a writing background anyway. The second I wrote my first script, uh, our manager at the time had said, hey, this has a lot of Frank Millerisms. Why don't you draw a comic version of it yet? And you can use that as a sales document for the script. Man, I... I uh, All right, cool. Like, Thanks about, for murdering comics and film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about, how about no? How about that? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I got hit up by a uh, a manager of mine um, who honestly I haven't spoke with in like two years. Um, and I like her. She's cool. Uh, but she sent me something. She was like, yo, I got this book. Uh that I want you to look at. Um, and it's paid, it's a paid thing. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, and she sends me the book and I basically, she doesn't send me the book. She sends me a PDF document. That's like a pitch. It's almost like a lookbook, like sort of mm. pitch document where it's kind of breaks down what the book is about, you know, and then, and there's obviously a trailer. Uh, and I'm like, I'm re I'm looking at it. And I'm just, I still haven't responded to this, to this email yet, but like, how long has it been? It's only been like a few days. Like it's probably been like, Oh, okay. You probably hit me like four, four days ago or five days ago, something like that. Um, Yo, after the holidays, I thought the town closed. I mean, I mean this, uh, my man, this, this lady, she acted as my manager a few times. Um, and she's not really one of the reasons I like her is because she she used to I guess she used to be in L.A. But now she's like not based in L.A. anymore. And she does a lot of That's like nice. she does a lot of um, managing. But it's both but it's both in the sort of film space, TV space and specifically in the literature space, too. Um, OK, so she's kind of like an outsider. You know what I mean? Like an outsider, but inside enough. You know what I mean? Like so she's working. Right. She's worked in LA in terms of, I think she used to work for CA or some, something like that. But, but so I've always appreciated that aspect, but then I look at, I look at what she sends me and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I can do with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know, like I can do anything. I, that's one thing I've kind of taught myself. Like I can do no, real, real quick, real quick. I'm just going to give you the biggest compliment I can ever give to anyone. That? Anyone that says I can do anything. Mm -hmm. God tier status. God tier status. I and I love you for it, man. I really do. Because that. I could do anything, but. But the question becomes <laughs> will I? Is the question. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, for me, it's always been like, I have definitely learned how to be mercenary. Like, I've definitely learned that skill set. Like, and, and it's a very different approach than like how I would create uh, when it comes to myself. Like if I was originating yeah. an idea or coming up with an idea, my approach is very different. Like um, in terms of just like, yes, there's similarities because I'm still writing. I'm still like coming up with, you know, um, storylines, characters, you know, yeah. all, all the stuff that you do when you create a story, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm still doing those things. I'm still, ex I'm still like using that muscle, but I'm also using other muscles. You know what I mean? And And, and those other muscles aren't, they're just more, I guess it's just more like 
craft based. Like, you know what I mean? Like where it's just like, yeah. it's not really, it's more of a, it is, it's more of a craft than it is uh, like me sort of like really going ape shit creatively. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, that's one of the things that I've always dug about you. Like, man, let's be honest between the time that we first met and like this very day, I've been like thrown in face first into like the screenwriting world. And there are so many cats out there that are just like, yeah, I, I want to write this script and blah, blah, blah. Like if you read a Ryan Jackson script, a Ryan Jackson script is like, you're reading. And I mean that in the best possible way. Like I know, Oh, don't put that much black on the page. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to know what the story is? You know, yeah, give yeah. me a sense of the world. Give me a sense of this thing. Like, I don't care if he's giving me Dashiell Hammett 2.0. I love that shit. Mm -hmm. Well, I but like that. you I do and have always cared about the craft. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to, I don't know. I feel like, you know, and you're not writing for gossip girl. That's, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. I'm not. I, yeah. Yeah. There's that. And we, we know people, we know people that do and write for that type of, write those type of things, you know what I mean? And work <laughs> on those type of shows. And I have just no interest, you know, like, I mean, I get it. Like it's a, it's a paycheck, you know what I mean? It's, and, 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 uh, um, a lot of people we know are paying their bills and living a very comfortable existence, sort of doing those kind of writer's room TV based jobs. I just know that that's. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you and a lot like me have that same healthy relationship where, where you're like, this is the paycheck job. This is the thing that I yeah. care about. Yeah. And you get like, there's that 100% involvement with the one. And then there's like that 65 to 70% with the other one. But you're like, since you can do anything. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm not going to full spick at this one. This one's just me. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of how I do it. Like, I really try to, I really try to, like, do the sort of, uh, okay, like, I need to pay some bills. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. let me just, let me get this. Let me, let me make this a priority. Let me do, let me mm -hmm. execute what they need, get it in, and, you know, boom. And not labor over that too hard. And, you know, and then use that as a means to sort of pay my pay, pay my bills and then immediately shift over to the thing I care about. You know what I'm saying? The thing that I care about exactly. in terms of uh, artistically, you know, because I care enough when something pays me, I care enough to do do what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Which is, yeah, you guys need us. You guys, you guys need the script. You need this kind of story. OK, I can deliver. You know what I mean? On that level. But if they expect any investment beyond that, they're they're tripping. You know what I mean? Like, you know. those things, though, I feel like you you work that muscle like you were saying like mm. you're you're good enough so that you know mm. like just how much prioritizing you need to do yeah when you get to that level because I consider myself at that level with comics like right. I do work for higher stuff all the time do I like it no you know but I don't have to flex that hard and I don't think it's I think currently and I'm gonna sound like an a-hole when I say this I think it's uncouth to call yourself good at what you do because that false modesty is so in vogue right now. Mm -hmm. But I think in the same space, like I don't want to hire the cat that's just like, I'm not that good. And, you know, look at me and my modesty yeah. and how soft I am about my whatever. No, I, I want the guy that's good. Right. Fuck that. I'm not. No. We're the, yeah. you know, like that's the thing. Like I know guys who are self-deprecating and all that shit. No, no. 
no, that's not my bag. Like I've done and I, in the past, I, I I'm somebody, I can definitely joke about myself and make self-deprecating remarks. That's not I, the same be, thing, man. That's just knowing. I will be honest about certain shit. There'll be shit that like, man, that's not even good yet. That script, we did that script. It was rushed. Like it's not there. I could tell yeah. you that, like it's not there, but I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't have, like, I don't have, uh, um, am I capable of writing shit? Anybody's capable of writing shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the best, the best can write bad, but do I think I'm like, no, like, like, again, that's why I don't, I've said this before, which is like this idea. We hear a lot of our peers talk about mm. this, this idea of like, uh, imposter syndrome. And I'm like, no, what the fuck is imposter syndrome? I don't have imposter. I don't have it. Like I, because I don't like, either. I feel like I should be here. Like, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I don't go into, like, I don't talk with these executives or these people who are, you know, successful in terms of like, whether it's in filmmaking or any other type of like creative art where people get money, commercial art. I don't step into yeah. these rooms and feel like I'm talking to someone who's not my equal. Most times I feel like they're not. I feel like I'm, I'm like, this motherfucker don't know half the shit I know. They're not, they don't understand the shit I understand. They don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they fucking don't. No, this is one of those things that I, I, I feel like I met I'm Will Smith. Okay, let me say this right especially. now. I met Will Smith. <laughs> I've met Will Smith twice. I don't think Will Smith knows more about creating shit than me. He doesn't. No. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if I was to have a conversation with him about some shit, like I would be coming from the standpoint of I know more than you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's not me trying to like be like, oh, you ain't shit as Will Smith. No, I can't. I'm not Will Smith. I can't do what you do in terms of like I can't get in front of the camera and turn it on and be the Will Smith. But like I can write and I can make shit. And from that standpoint, from that creative standpoint, you aren't. I'm LeBron, like, and you're <laughs> fucking the motherfucker on the bench. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and 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 that's not a shade at him or anybody. That's, that goes for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like these people in the business, you know what I'm saying? Like who, who we know screenwriters that we know and writers that we know mm -hmm. get around these people and they're in fucking awe. They're in fucking all these yeah. people. They're like, oh my God, <sighs> that's a great note that he gave me. I'm like, no, it's not. Like that's a fucking dumb note. Like it's stupid and you're just... a you're just an ass kiss boot licking motherfucker. Like, you know, yep. <laughs> like, like that, this, that's, is, this that's is the it. thing that's, this is the thing that's funny though. I think it's interesting, especially the more I dipped into screenwriting is like flexing like this is more heard of because you kind of have to be your biggest cheerleader in comics. Mm -hmm. The second you say, I know more than you, I do more than you, yada, yada, yada. They're like, well, what have you done? Are you mm -hmm. ascribed to these, you know, hashtags, whatever, like, and at the end of the day, I'm just like, listen, I dedicated my goddamn light to a uh, craft. Mm -hmm. And in the last five years, I've seen you people come in here and restore that Jesus painting and made it look like a monkey for Christ's sake. Like my industry got pipe bombed by mid fucking amateurs. That's and I'm out here being like, <laughs> no, for real though. But like the level to which I look at like, once upon a time, when I first got into this shit, I would go to the comic store and I would drop easily 50 bones of money I didn't have. And now you couldn't pay me to buy a damn book. And the stuff that I'm buying, where am I picking it up from? I'm getting it sent from overseas from you know France. I'm getting it from Spain. I'm getting it from Japan. Because there's a culture where it's like, this is the voice, this is an artist, and this is what they're doing. And you can't put a fucking Hollywood dollar on that. And there's such a... 
we're chasing Netflix vibe in comics, especially. And, you know, honestly, in screenwriting, because so many people want to get that like quick bones out where I'm just like, it was an easy slide for me for to switch to writing on a, a larger scale than just like sitting back and taking five years off to draw. Like, yo, I, I got repped by one of the biggest lit agencies in the country and they couldn't sell my book because I didn't check the boxes, but the art was astounding. And they were just like, listen, you're not the race we need. You're not the sex we need. You're not the sexuality we need. And I don't mean to be like that about it, but I was like, the worst note I ever got back from any publisher that I sent work to was we were thrilled about the story until we realized that Carl wasn't a black lesbian. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, I get it. I get what people are looking for right now, but like, why are these things that have nothing to do with the final product, the Mm -hmm. art, determining the art? And this is, you know, I'm sure an unpopular opinion on Twitter, but what the fuck does Twitter do, you know, except generate numbers. I've talked about this uh, so many times over the years, over specifically over the past few years, uh, you know, and, 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 and to me, um, you know, it's hilarious because it's very cynical, right? Like it's, 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 yeah. it's a cynical way that they approach sort of kind of uh, what they decide to make, what they decide to sort of green light, who they decide to sort of uh, uh, yep. elevate, you know what I mean? Um, uh, and, and honestly and it's never done on the caliber of the work right it's it's a lot of like mediocre at best kind of talents you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um um because it's never it's never from the standpoint of like what is good because you're talking about people that don't really have good taste and what i mean by the people i mean the sort of the people in the positions of power at these companies yep. you know who, who who have the ability to well it's also them. very performative too right right it is a way to sort of show it's a way for them to sort of signal you know what i'm saying to the rest of the oh, world sure. right right that like look we're we're you know again it, it makes them seem not only uh you know in terms of like the diversity kind of having that diversity uh checkbox you know basically checked but it's also let's yep. it makes it gives the perception to sort of the 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 layperson on the outside that like oh like they're they're connected they're tapped in to sort of what's going on because they know who to put in the position only but only from a surface level kind of way though like it's very superficial it's very right. like it's very like like if you looked at it for longer than 5 seconds you would see through that bullshit like you know what i'm saying you would kind of yeah. you would pretty much see what they're doing which is basically a more sophisticated uh, form of tokenism, you know what I'm saying? Which, which is basically what it is. And and honestly, hey, if you're in a position uh, and you're a person who's part of sort of a certain kind of marginalized group, get your money. Hey, more power to you. I'm not telling you not to. I don't look like when I talk about this shit, like I get it. Like some people think it's sour grapes, but it's not sour grapes because I actually think it's funny because I don't feel intimidated whatsoever by none of the shit that they're making. You know what I'm saying? It's so mid- that it's like, okay, well, continue. I don't give a fuck. It's just because you're going to make the stuff that gets made that's cool is going to stand out even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I don't feel like a sense of like competition with these people. Like, I don't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck what Lena Waith makes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you ever see, I, I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse, but the, um, 
Nick Cave wrote a great letter to MTV when he won an award back in the day for like best alternative artist and whatever. He was like, I am not in competition with any of these people. I don't want to be rewarded as such. I read that at like 16 and I was like, all right, yep. I'm no, like, I sure, haven't. he's a tall goth Aussie. Yeah, I like Nick Cave though. Uh, uh, and uh, did you have you seen that uh, that documentary of Nick? Ten thousand days. The one that uh, the one that uh, what's his name did? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Dominic. Yeah, it's ten thousand days, right? Is, is that the one that Something it is? Like that. Is that the one, it's the one where he's like going through his files and he's also like riding in a car with Kylie Minogue and shit like that? And, and it, it crosses shows, between being yeah, a narrative and shows him performing and then they have like these cuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that. He's one of those dudes that I feel he's he's kind of legit when it comes to like just his general air of like, I don't care about the greater sense because the work will outlive me. And I think that if more people have the sense of the work will outlive me, maybe, maybe fighting chance as utopic as that may sound, you know, like I people mean, who give a shit currently. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know. Let me, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember exactly what it, cause that Nick Cave documentary, I know there's a couple of them and it's called, this is what it's called. This much I know to be true. Yes. Yes. This much I know to be true. Okay. That's what it was. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Call me a a purist, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Call me a purist <laughs> or whatever. But I mean, you're amongst friends on that one, dude. Come on. You know on. what I mean? Like, but there is something about, you know, um, there is something about someone sort of making. I'm, I'm always saying, like, or all, at least I'm always asking myself, like, why why I'm doing something. Right. Like I'm always sort of yeah. doing that. I'm always like, yo, why are you making this thing? Why are you doing this thing? It's because I'm always wanting to sort of be sort of check my own temperature and make sure that I'm not falling into the traps, you know? Yeah, um, sure. And those traps are like making shit purely from this sort of like, and we know these people because oh. a lot of people, we, most <laughs> of the people we know are doing this kind of thing where they're sort of like, they're just chasing. Not only are they chasing the trends, but they're more in love with the idea of other people perceiving them to be an artist yes. than they are actually being an artist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like for well, them- Well, that's the problem with attributing commercial success with yes. artistic right. success. You're not getting the full experience if you're putting a dollar amount on it because, I mean, yeah. some of the best shit I've ever done was when I was broke and I was just doing it for fuck's sake, you know? Trust me, I want to make money. I'm not sitting here saying, like, I don't want to make money. I have bills to pay. You know, I have... Nah. I have, I, have, I, have, I, have, I see you in your lap of luxury. I have kids, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I have things that, like, I have things that I need. Like, so it's like, it's not one of those things where, like, I'm, like, anti, you know, money necessarily. But I'm also, and I say this all the time, too, because I got into a disagreement one time uh, with... Uh, Tyrese about this sort of thing where where really I told him, really let's let's quickly pause pause your your <laughs> I had a disagreement with Tyrese <laughs> I mean sentences like, only Ryan Jackson can say I mean <laughs> you know it is what it is I've, I've mentioned sort of you know him before but 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 I had a disagreement with him because I was like he was like you're not a business person I'm like no I'm not a business person he's like what do you mean you're not a business person I'm, like, I'm not I'm not a business person like I know that like you know, I'm, yeah, like literally, like I'm not gonna, I'm not pretending that I'm a business person. Yes, am I someone who works 
uh, as a creative person uh, and try and, and tries to make money doing that. Yes. But that, does that make me a business person? No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I no, but that's the difference though. When you're considering yourself a full-time artist, you're not a business person. You are the business. Mm -hmm. Like people come to you for doing what you do. Like, and that's the thing. Like when cats are out here online being like, I'm a brand, I'm building a brand. I'm like, you're not a brand. Like your brand is shit. You got to be good at what you do. And it's got to be something that stands the test of time. Because if you're not bringing something to the table that people are like, you know, get me what Carl Slominski does. Get me what Ryan Jackson does. Like, Mm -hmm. What is your what is your brand? Like that's not a thing. Stop using words. Just, Just do the thing. Make a thing. Make a thing. Right. And that's and that's kind of what I've gotten to, uh, which is this idea of like, I'm on, I'm I'm kind of doing this. I I don't know, like I call it and I stole this, and because I feel like all great, great creators steal, but I stole this, which is this idea of practicing in public. Like that's what I yeah. feel like I'm doing now. Where like a lot of the stuff I'm doing is like practicing in public. Like, you know, I got a book, like I'm putting that out. It's like practicing in public. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, not really like, you know, Yo, I'm mean? stoked on that book too. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, as I, as I get closer to that day where I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm just like, I just want it to be like, I want it to feel sort of kind of like that, like kind of messy. Like I want it to be sort of yeah. like, kind of, kind of like just, Oh, this was like a, he just wrote this in like a very comp- condensed amount of time and just, and put it, it is what it is. Um, I don't want it to be, and I used to be that guy. Um, I used to be the that perfectionist. guy. Perfectionist. Yeah. Who would like worry about labor over, you know, every sentence. Yeah. And, and as I've gotten older and done more, I just, just shit bores me. And like the stuff that I actually like has lot, you know, like has life to it. You know, I'm always talking about like, does, does this, does the writing feel alive? You know what I'm saying? Does the, does right, the, yeah, yeah. Or, or does this movie feel alive in the sense that it's made by actual humans and not like a fucking uh, a, a committee? You know what I mean? Like it's made, you or know, AI. Like, <laughs> yeah, or AI, for example, which is a very like uh, uh, prescient. Oh, it's the new hot button issue of 2023. Yeah, yeah. This, is this new AI art, as as the advent of AI art has come um, onto the sort of uh, center stage, like in a way or it hasn't and it's only going to sort of accelerate. Like, I feel like we live in that time now where like there's something about there's, I don't give a fuck if a machine makes it like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, we don't watch a, a race like between like in the Olympics between like human beings and then be like, well, the car is faster. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like a car can run 200 <laughs> miles an hour you know, uh, uh, not a human, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm using thing. that. I'm using that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, fuck it. Like we, there's no, the expectation is not like, Oh, the expectation is, wow. This human ran that fast. Not this fucking machine that you can make, do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's nothing to that. Like, right. so, so, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not somebody who like, I, I don't give a fuck what the machines make. I don't give a fuck what an AI makes. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Like, cause it doesn't interest me. The moment you tell me it's an AI, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested anymore. Like, I don't care how great, it, I don't care how great the fidelity is. If a fucking machine, if an AI made it, then it's like, so what? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of- I saw a buddy of mine was making the argument the other day that it was like, if the human experience isn't involved, how is it art in any capacity? And like, I agree with him on that, but you know, the same people that are like, yo, I want to draw Spider-Man, I want to draw Batman and all that. Like, you're going to be the first people to be replaced. 
because they're going to be like, draw Batman like this. And like, all right, cool. So we found out like what's disposable. Does that mean it's going to swing back and be coming back to me? Maybe I'm not getting my hopes up, but right. at the same time, that's why I'm just making shit to make shit. And, you know, I still draw on paper. That's almost unheard of in comics now. Like I brush pen ink on paper and when I see people out in the wild, not like doing actual live art at shows and shit like that. They look at me and they're just like, how do you do that? And I'm like, it's because I'm that good. Like I, I've got 20 years plus experience to do this shit. What are you, right. what are you going to do? You're going to razzle dazzle me? No, <laughs> it's just like Ryan Jackson. He just has to write it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've always dug about you is just sort of that sort of not waiting for sort of permission. Like you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to make my shit. I'm going to put it out into the world. Rinse and repeat. And I feel like, like people that do that automatically. Man, life's too short not to. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like at a certain point, it's like, okay, like, are you just going to keep sitting on your hands and waiting for these people, these other people to give you permission to do the thing you want to do? Or are you just going to fucking make the thing you want? And all the shit that we really like is always made by the people that just fucking said, fuck what everybody else was saying. I'm going to do the thing. And it's literally never the best shit. It's always things that we're just like, yeah, no, that's a two out of five stars. Like you were talking about Bagos the other day and you were just like, yo, Christmas Bloody Christmas is not a great movie, but it's kind of okay. But I love that he exists and I love that what he's doing. But I'm like, yeah, but there's only one Joe Bagos now. And that cat is just like giving me what he wants to make. Right. And that's what I, that's, that's what I've said to people. Like, I agree with people when they're like, like, they're like, this movie's not good. I'm like, you're right. But... But, <laughs> but I'm like, but I have, I, for, I met Joe one time uh, and when I, when I lived in LA and, and he's a cool guy, but I just respect that he's, he's not like, he's just making the shit and they're telling yeah, he's him one of us and they are, they, they're telling him no. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to make it anyway. They're like, dude, don't write your shit. No, I'm just going to write it and make it anyway. Like he's just doing it. Like, you know, and so and it's like, whether you fucking yeah. think it's, it doesn't matter. Like you just, he, you got to respect him on that level. You know what I'm saying? Like brother, you think, whether you think. That's the thing. It's, it's, Do you think I'm a little, I'm a little lucky in comics, especially when I'm just like, listen, I've got an idea. All it's going to be is like six months, you know, of sweat and labor. And then I've got a book, I can do whatever. And if the audience wants it, I can, you know, crowdfund it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like taking that to a publisher. No, Mm. no i could photocopy this tomorrow at an office max i'm like there you go there's 12 copies of this long lost carl slominski thing and that's the thing i've done this since i got out of school there is stuff that people will never see mm-hmm. whether it be because i was just like nah that doesn't represent what i do or nah that's getting in the way of this but it's just like i'm just making it the second i die there's gonna be like stacks on stacks of shit that people are like dude i never saw that book jenna's doing that all the time she's throwing my shit up on ebay i'm like why? Nobody saw it. Nobody cares. It's like, the, it's like Prince, <laughs> you know, like, Prince Vault, man. You got the vault. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that, but yo, do not get me started. That is the template. I have his royal badness taught me everything I need to know about shutting up and making stuff. That dude was just like, yeah, I was in the bathroom and I recorded Purple Rain's first demo, and I was like, well, you fucking did that. I'm gonna do that. Right, and there's something. And then he about- made under the cherry moon. Yeah, but you know, we, for, we even for even that, even Cherry Moon, like, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, like yo, I own it. Like yeah. he got the joke on me. I own it. Yeah, it's it's still some. It doesn't take away, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't take away from the overall greatness. You know what I mean? Uh, uh of him as an artist, yeah. and it's like, yeah. 
that's why I love, I love prolific artists more so now than ever. Um, um, no because doubt. there's something about putting your nuts on the table every time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like we know artists are so precious that it's like, they, they released one movie every five years or one book or whatever. And it's like, and they're usually good, but it's like, yeah, but you have fucking five years. Like it better be yeah. good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it better be good. <laughs> In the meanwhile, like, so you got- how many times do you pick up like a book that it's like you're one of your beloved treasure trove of writers and you're just like five years, man. Now I got to wait, what, eight years for the next one? Like, if you're this good, I want to read what you're like when you're raw. Right. I want to read the stuff that's like not like it's 50 percent there because you know what I'm saying? Like, or yep. like, like, you know, and that's why I like guys like, you know, prolific. Even like Takashi Miike, I like him so much because he makes hundreds of movies. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't fuck. Yeah, some right, of them right, are right. terrible, but then he's got classics in him too. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're like he's got fucking audition and all these other shit. Like he's got so many great movies. You know, like I said, Ichi. You know, like he's got all these movies that like are fucking straight up like bangers. You know what I mean? Like um, and it's just like. Yeah, like, what kind of artist do you want to be? Do you want to be the motherfucker that's precious and, like, doesn't, has, like, little to show for it other than, like, a handful of things? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I just, like, again, like, I like those guys. Don't get me wrong. And those girls, you know, like, I love plenty of artists who fall under that category who I love. You know what I'm saying? They're not as prolific. They make the great shit. But I can't help but wish they made more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can't help but wish they, like, made more. I gotta be honest, I would much rather see an ambitious artist give me something half-baked than seeing a safe artist give me something that's been perfected over time. Like, that's not interesting to me. Like, yeah, that's... Are we know people, we know, you know, we know people who are quote-unquote prolific, who it is all horrible. It's like... They're like yeah. prolific in every medium. They've done plays. They've done books. They've done screenplays. And it's all, and they've had movies made. And they're all terrible across the board. Like a, uh, this is this is a direct one. I know, I know who you're talking it's about. Across the board, like you are batting a, a perfect, like like you're you're you, everything is ass. Like you're ass in every medium. It, in a way, it's impressive. Oh it's impressive. It's like you ain't even got like one. What's like oh, like it's like no. It's just all consistently, like right, like sub, like shit. Like and it's like well, that. But person- like, if your aspiration, if your aspiration for making shit is like, I want to be the gold champion at mid. Like, <laughs> we know a lot of those people. We know a lot of those people. We do. We do. We do. I don't give a well, fuck. Whatever. No. <laughs> It's easier. It's easier to take up space than it is to make that space something worth seeing. You know. And I wouldn't even care. Like, here's the thing. I don't even care. But it's it's just like my issue becomes like when those a lot of those people, they're like because of their insecurities, right? And because of their sort of like, in like that that imposter syndrome what we talked about that they have oh, about yeah. themselves, like they sort of want to project themselves as being like, I don't know, important important artists or are like better you know like they, they want to compare themselves to like sort of when they're lesser talents they want to compare themselves to like sort of like great like legends and shit. like they want to put their name and up there on like the mount rushmore and it's like like you're talking about like the well curated social media where it's like watching a fellini film but oh halloween ends is the shit <laughs> we don't again like <laughs> 
LOL, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is the best movie ever made. Uh, exactly. You know, that that kind of person that, that is very... That's why I quit Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and then and there's a lot of those guys, women and men both, that, that are, that are uh, I call them like <laughs> Hollywood sort of, I don't know, types. They're barnacles. They're barnacles. They're definitely barnacles, but they're definitely barnacles. They but, hang on to that idea. Yeah, and, and, and I'm like, you know what? <sighs> Whatever, like, I just have a problem when they try to fucking like act as if like they are some kind of authority. Like, you know what I mean? Cause those would be the people that act like they're the authority. Like, you know what I mean? Or that like they have some sort of like inside track on what's good. The tastemakers. They're like, yeah, yeah right. They're, they, they perceive themselves as tastemakers or they try to be tastemakers slash gatekeepers or, you know what I mean? They fancy themselves as and that yet, one. Oddly, they have no taste. They have no taste. They don't guard any gates because they're not, you know what I mean? Like, and some of them do. Some of them actually make it to a position where they kind of, they kind of can gatekeep a little bit and it shows in sort of yeah. the work that they sort of like usher for like, like not only from themselves, but sort of the people that they sort of kind of get put in position. Oh yeah. Like, you know, no what I mean? where, where they're like, Oh, well, this is like your mid. And then like your fucking protege's mid too. Like they're just mid, like, you know what I mean? Like, here you go. Here's some more mid. They have like this acute understanding of the hierarchy that it doesn't actually exist. Cause it's like, if you're good, you're good. You're going to surpass that shit. Like the velvet rope isn't there for someone who knows where the club is essentially. Yeah. So and these also, cats are out here being like, listen, you know, I know, and we all know, but. Right. Man, right. Social politics and creative industries. It really <laughs> is. It really is. And it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm always like, sort of like, I always have smoke for people like that. And I probably always will, but, but because it's just, yeah. it's just funny to me. It's just funny to me. Cause it's like, like you said, like at the end of the day, you know, what like you're making is like, it's not it. Like, and you could, you could yeah. put, you can put like as much marketing behind it. You can, you know, uh, you can have all of the social media presence you want. Um, but at the end of the day, that shit is, it gets, it just gets forgotten. Like it's not, it's not, it doesn't have the cultural sort of staying power that they would like to believe that it does. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have that. Like, it's just so, it's so hyperbolic. It's so, it's all hype. It's all smoke and mirrors. So I don't really, I don't know, man. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I just don't, that shit doesn't move me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it doesn't move me. Like, that's why I'm like doing a podcast about fucking shit called like Maduri. <laughs> because like most of the- <laughs> I was going to say, because it was one of those things that like anyone that really wanted to make anything that was going to outlive them. And I think that's the key. Hmm. Know that this shit will live beyond you. Like the money, the social media clout, whatever, that's all transient bullshit. Like it's not going to, what are you going to bury yourself with your tweets? You know? Your fucking opinions, which will change every two years. Like, no, just you could skip all of this and save yourself a headache, sore eyes from looking at screens, you know, for at least a couple dozen years if you just got better at your craft. Yes. Like, I, I, unplug. You're, yeah, you're preaching, you're preaching to the choir for sure. But oh, I know we're members of the same congregation. <laughs> this is, this is true. Uh, but to sort of segue a little bit, uh, from sort of Maduri and sort of 
you know, to get back on it, but also sort of expand sort of a little bit of the conversation. Um, yeah. We did, so we did, we did talk about a little bit um, off pod about talking about sort of manga and anime and sort of the sort of influence that it's had in Western sort of, you know, society in terms of the, the world of not only film, but comics and, and, and yeah, yeah. kind of like, I noticed, and, and I don't know if you've noticed it um, on, from your, from your side, but I've noticed that there seems to be, it's even more popular now than ever. Like I was at Marginal's today, like, and that fucking manga section is always busy. It's always busy. Yeah. And not only is it always busy, it's all kinds of ages and people. It's not just young people. Yeah. It's older guys. It's women. It's young kids. It's teens. And it's like, I don't ever remember it being that way growing up. And I, a big, I know I get it. It's become more, it's become more mainstream. There's more access to it now than we live. Sure. But it, just because things that have more access doesn't necessarily mean it's the audience is there. Right. But the audience is clearly there. You know what I mean? Um, in droves too. And it's just well, like, the thing. like, I'll go to my local Barnes and Noble and it's, if you look at it, there's like one aisle now of mm -hmm. like graphic novels, whatever the fuck that is. Mm -hmm. It's usually just, you know, producers that don't know how to say comic book. But the manga aisles, there's like four or five of them now, and like that's how it's the every one volume I was at. of every book. Yeah, that's how the one it is. It's like the, the and you the, know the graphic novels is one stand, and the manga wraps around, like goes all the way around. It's like it's like totally different. There you go. There's there's your seven copies of Watchmen. You're good. <laughs> and then the rest of it is like, I I gotta be honest, man. I grew up on Western comics, but I buy more things from out of the country now than I ever have. And it's not even accessibility. I'll ship things from Japan and shit like that because it, they're way better comics. Also, they're willing to take risks. The fact that these massive IPs now control, you know, the gross market. I don't care about American comics. They're not interesting. They're not artistic in any way, shape or form. You know, anything that is original is a screenplay pitch, you know? And I love half, like half that manga shit out there is so out of its goddamn mind, like Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody in the States would ever be like, yo, uh, Chainsaw Man, excellent idea. Let's get 28 volumes of that. And it's just, and they yet, turned it into a fucking anime too. It's on fucking Hulu. Like, you know what I'm saying? Of course like, they did. Yeah, and it's just very interesting to, to, to sort of watch watch how like in, in contrast to like the american comics and specifically the big marvel yeah. dc shit and then you look at sort of like the manga and how it's like its own like thing that exists as itself the thing like people yep. are actually how many people are actually reading the marvel dc shit now like obviously there's people you because know it is, it is the biggest thing right but but a big a big part of that is one, they've been they've been around as companies forever. But two, the movies, right? The movies have also made them culturally bigger, right? But that's actually kind of a weird sticking point with me, though. And I see this because, like, I got a buddy who works at a comic shop because I'll still go down on Wednesdays mm -hmm. and just like watch the shit show. 
because you always have the Wednesday warriors that got to be there and get the new books and whatnot. But like, mm. there's kind of this like, I've been stuck here for so long. There's no getting out. I need to know what happens sort of thing. Right. That like the Wednesday warriors, like you'll see guys in the middle age and all that. And they've been like reading you know, since before me or you. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, no, I hate all these books, but I got to know what happens to these characters. And I'm like, yeah, but remember Jim Lee's X-Men? And they'll be like, oh. Like, remember Chris Claremont doing X-Men? Oh. Like, they're still buying it just because of brand recognition. It's kind of like people that get stuck on their same, like, I, I compare it to cigarettes. Like, shit, I love Parliaments. I'm not smoking them anymore. But, like, if I were to pick up a pack of cigarettes the next day, it would be Chris Claremont's Parliament. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my, that's my shit and like turn, i think they kind of get locked those into that get stockholm a... syndrome thing where they're like no i was saying probably i'd be fine those. with it you probably smoke those and get them fucking mutant ability or some shit <laughs> yo if, if it makes me more productive i gotta smoke all of it um but it's one of those things where i just i don't the books that are getting made now aren't good like in craft they're not reflective of like the movies because the movies visually are doing so much more because they've got 7,000 people at the ready to blue screen the hell out of everything. Like, it's not, where is the translation to that? Like, I don't, no wonder manga is outselling the big two right now in the bookstore front because all of that shit is so much more imaginative, mm -hmm. so much more, more risky. You know, it, but it plays proves, to but it proves, whatever walk of life you are. Right, but that that's what I'm saying. Like, for all the people that are saying that, like, you know, the, the the people that want to make arguments that like people don't read or people don't buy certain shit it's like yeah they do like if you oh, make yeah. the shit and you put it in in there if you if you distribute it to where people can get it right yep you make it at you give people access to it you put it out there like there is an audience there is a willing and waiting audience like for the shit and it's not just like oh it has to be a movie it has to be a video game it has to be a whatever yeah. no like it could be your regular old motherfucking i buy a book with fucking actual fucking drawings in it and fucking writing in it and i just people will buy it like for all the people that say like oh it's like you know it's like you just gotta make it worth people's time you know what i'm saying like and oh sure like there's a fucking audience like there's a fucking audience like my my fucking daughter fucking knows like likes death note and all that shit like you know what i mean she likes all that shit you know what i mean like like it's like I didn't fucking tell her about that. She found that on her own. You know what I'm saying? Like she, like all, like plenty of girls her age. You know what I'm saying? Um, like and they're and she's. I mean, let's let's be she, honest. Death Note was pretty sick. If you read that at that age, like <laughs> that's a you know, cool. Like yeah. I could see like. I don't even know what we were saying oh yeah we're talking about death note and, and how, how it was a, a cool concept but yeah like <laughs> yeah like i don't know man like shit like midori is 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 there's like i don't fucking know man it's about a fucking there's a place for it yeah there's a place a for it in the manga market there's like there's an understanding with the audience that you're just like yo this is something different you're not going to get this from your average shit and i think that's why especially stateside, so many kids are going to manga because look at what they're they're listening to, look at what they're watching. Like, 
they take everything at bite-sized bits. Like I would, if I were a kid now and I'm like just relying on people doing dabs on TikTok and dancing and shit like that, like, oh yeah, manga anime is the place for me. And like half that culture is influenced by all of that. So right. that's home. Right. Yeah. So now that we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I do, de- I definitely want to ask you a little bit more about it. So now that you've reached, the, now that you've reached this kind of impasse with, with comics, right. Um, oh, yeah. I've, and you're saying like, you're deciding to make this kind of shift and, and be more geared towards like screenplay writing and, and, is that sort of the trajectory that you, you feel like you want to be on? Or is that sort of like, is that sort of like you just look, you just looked at the landscape of things and was kind of like, you know what? I've, I've done my time. And this sort of, this seems like a more, I don't know. Uh, oh, you're going to ask the hard questions. <laughs> you're going to ask the hard questions. This seems Yo. like a, at least a more um, potentially like, financially um all of it is a bet right all of it is because it's fucking whatever but you just you just kind of see like this kind of makes a little bit more sense for you is that what i get from 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 yo that is we're we're getting in the thick of it i like this (laughs) this is good shit listen if i can be completely honest with you um film shot across the bow first with the first writer strike and all the writers came to comics like doesn't matter who it was mm-hmm. every screenwriter came to comics right and essentially they built the template for what became the MCU the DCU like we're talking decades before Snyder cut shit this is why comics got and, shittier <laughs> yo don't even get me fucking started that's why film got shittier too yeah. man yeah, you got all these save the cat people over there and <laughs> all these nickelbagging motherfuckers. <laughs> you got all these but fucking is... Robert McKee story people over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the thing is, the stuff that I want to do, I've always had an honest grip on what things should be. Like, if it's supposed to be a novel, it's going to be a novel. If it's supposed to be a movie, it should be a movie. Because the only reason. I went to comic book school and like learned from a bunch of like age old vets that basically died after I left the school was because the kind of movies I wanted to make weren't getting made because they had to have like Michael Bay budgets. I was like, yo, I want to see giant fucking space operas. Like I grew up on, like I wanted Jack Kirby. I wanted, you know, crazy out of this world visuals. I want stuff that no budget could make. And I could draw. So I wanted to harness that talent. And I went to the school that would teach me how to do that. And my whole trajectory was, I want to make comics that are only able to exist as comics. And now, comics are kind of the blueprint for what modern cinema is. And I don't say that as a good thing, because I was a comics kid. And now, if you were to ask me my favorite anything, the last thing I'm going to tell you is fucking comics. Because one... It's not a structure that's based on artists. It's not a structure that's based on story. And it's not a structure that's based on a medium. It's very much a delivery system for an idea that can be adapted into various mediums. And that's not what I fucking signed up for. Like if I lived in France, 
in the Bondesne market, mm-hmm. you'd be talking to me on my throne. Like, because they're just out there being like, yo, he's a creator that dedicates like five years of his life to creating a world, to making these characters and what have you. On the other side of things, I'm a decent writer. I'm certainly better than some of the people that you and I have rubbed elbows with. Mm-hmm. And not every story is out there as a comic because with comics, I associate them strictly with awe-inspiring, massive visuals that I don't want to put, I don't want to shoot it for $2 in Toronto. You know what I mean? Like, that ain't my scene. I want something that can't be contained. And I'll give you that every time. It'll take years off my fucking life, but that's what I want to do. I'm never going to stop making comics. You'd have to put a fucking bullet in me to quit that shit because I have so many big ideas that I never want to see a movie of ever. I'm not going to give you Batman. I'm going to give you something that is layers upon layers upon layers that Nolan could only fucking dream of. You know what I'm saying? And I genuinely love that shit. I live for it. It's the most important, but I also have other more personal stories that I want to tell that just, aren't visually exciting and there's no way to make them exciting because they're more personal and they're more human. So am I coming into it for money? Fuck no, there's no money in screenwriting, (laughs) you know, we gotta shill our shit out. So, you know, is it a smart career move to diversify and be like, yo, on the one hand, I'm an artist with principles. And on the other hand, I'm a screenwriter that wants to make poignant human, you know, genre shit. No. I'm doing this because those are the way that I see those things. I'd record a fucking mixtape before I got down to anything else. Like, you know, if Mm. those are the ways that they're supposed to be seen or done, that's how I'm going to do them. Right. Well, you know, I ran on a rant about, about, about this, uh, the last episode too, with my, with my guests where I said, you know, I know so many people who reach a certain point, like we, you know, like you've reached and I've reached in my own way. Um, but then like, I can't stand the whiners. And what I mean by that is like, we know these people, like we know these people who are whine, they whine about their lot in life. And what I mean by that is they whine about the decision to pursue this sort of, for lack of a better label, this artist's life, right? They whine about it. They and they like I should just quit and da, 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 da. and I was going off in the last episode like where I was like uh, and you can hear it in full if you subscribe to the Patreon uh, where I was like uh, I was like you know quit you're, yeah. you're quit pussy like that's what I said I said quit like save us all the fucking time quit like, like and I'm gonna continue to say that on this podcast and I don't care if it makes people mad or whatever but like. If this is not, if you feel that like you're, you're, uh, what you're doing or you're pursuing in terms of creating, whether it be a fucking film, whether it be comics, fucking plays, I don't care, whatever, any sort of art creative pursuit. If you get to a certain point in your life and you're dissatisfied, right? And you're sort of, we all do it. We all sort of have our moments where we vent. That's one thing to vent and to complain. That's normal. Like it's pretty, you know, yeah. dude, like, like, yeah, this, you know, we're dealing with cheapskates and dealing with fucking bullshit people that you encounter doing this, making a sort of having a sort of like creative pursuit 
as as a as a uh, a, a path or a journey like you know what i'm saying like yeah. like you're going to encounter people that frustrate you you're going to encounter people that waste your time you're going to encounter all these types of fucking people so venting about that is one thing that's normal that's that's just you're a human being of course you're going to want to vent but the other thing where you're whining and you're talking about you're telling everybody you need to quit or i don't know why i do this or da da da, da. i'm like bro yeah do it just quit just yeah. quit like i don't want to hear it like because we all are going we're all in this shit like we're all in it like let me ask you something because i've often i've actually been struggling with this myself because mm-hmm. i like i said i'm not on twitter or anything like that anymore and my mental health's never been better ish but like mm-hmm. how many people do you think are actually interested in making something in this field and how many people do you think are genuinely just ascribing to an identity i am maker of thing I think because I do think we live in we live in a very superficial timeline and I'm you know granted it was expected based on whatever but like how many of those people do you see that are whining like if it were five years earlier would have been like Silicon Valley motherfuckers who were out there being like my app isn't catching on and like you just found the thing that you thought gave you the most zhuzh like People respect artists, but they also respect superheroes. I want to be a comic book artist. And like, no, you don't. If you saw how little we make, you don't want to be that screenwriter. Oh my God, so-and-so and that script and fucking, I saw Green Book and it really moved my life. And I was like, no, that's also false. But like, you know, they're out there and just like, there's there's a reason, I, it's a new way to be important. Mm-hmm. I don't think people wake up and realize like, taking on the mantle of an artist and I'm using the a word and I hate using the a word, but it's some of us are those things. Yeah. Present company. You know, I use it all the time. Like (laughs) if you wake up and this is the first thing you want to do and the last thing you want to do. And also you'll struggle through not getting paid. Mm -hmm. You'll sacrifice relationships. Like it's not just a fucking hashtag on Twitter. Like this is not an identity to take. It's what you're doing. It's what you want to do. It's what you want to put out in the world. Like the things that I'm doing. Yeah. You could make an argument that I want to write a screenplay here and there because at the end of the day, there's money involved. Yeah. There's not though. Cause you're a screenwriter and you still got to eat a bunch of producer shit. Right. And like, that's also the same thing as working for a publisher or, you know, what have you. Like, it's just understanding that art is the thing that's coming out. And some people, it doesn't matter. Like, look at you, you've got a book you're writing, which fuck yeah, man. You're just like, I don't want anyone to tell me what I'm doing. Here's this thing. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be hundred percent you unfiltered. Like it's that shit where you're like, this is what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And honestly, you wake I, up and, you're like, and with the book, I'm like, even if it's whatever, I'm like, there'll be more, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's going to be more shit. Like, I don't just like, this isn't like me just sort of like, no, this is like, again, practicing in public type of thing, like where it's like, there no, like, there's going to be more shit. Like this is, everything is an extension of sort of that. And this idea that like, yeah. uh, like you said, like I'm, I'm people as, like, it's like as, ascribing an identity to themselves yeah. through sort of this. It's like, no, like, no, like I do this. We live in a really weird, like we live yeah. in this weird filing cabinet culture where if you don't check these boxes you're not that thing so like right. if you want to be a film person you're only film mm-hmm. if you want to be if you're a lit person well first of all don't be online because that's not literary you know yeah it's weird because it's one of those things where, like nobody gives 
anyone any shit for liking sports. Like, oh, I'm a sports guy. I watch fucking, you know, WNBA. Nobody watches WNBA. And then, <laughs> like, that's their identity. Like, nobody does that. Right. But, like, for strange reason, with creative industries, it's like, this is my whole identity, even though I don't understand the fundamentals and the foundations of it. And, yo, you want to talk about imposter syndrome? All of you should have that. If for one minute you thought, if I say I'm this, people will treat me like this. Right. And that's, and again, that's probably, you, what you touched on is probably a big reason why people talk about, uh, certain types of people talk about feeling like an imposter is because, and yeah. I guarantee, and this, it, it's this, it's this specifically, it's this sort of, because they're operating from this mindset, which is the mindset is, if I do this thing, right? Then yeah. it need then it needs to be the only thing that I do. Like yep. it has to be the thing that sustains my life. And yep. if I, if it if not, then by default, I am not that thing. Which is dumb. <laughs> but that's how people well, think. That's another, that's, that's another one of those things. Like mm. you you and I kind of know each other's lives. You've got interests mm. outside of film, mm. you know. I see you. I Every, see you. Everything bleeds into everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how, like, like these people it, that are like, you know? my identity is this one thing or these mm. boxes that I check off. I'm like, man, I'm a human being. I'm layered. I don't just eat, sleep, breathe, drink comics all day. Right. I fucking hate comics nine times out of the 10. Like, mm. don't even give me that. Like, I'll sit here and watch The Price is Right and think it's titillating. I don't give a shit. Listen, I want to have fun. Same. Like, that's another well, thing. We've got too. hobbies. Hobbies right. are good too. But what I mean by that too, though, is like outside of just like fun in general, like with hobbies and shit, mm. but like I want to have fun creating. Like, yeah. I, I feel like most of the people we know don't have fun doing it because, <laughs> and I've been in situations, plenty of situations where I'm not having fun, but I'm doing this because I'm getting paid, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I feel like that's become like the default or that's the thing that's supposed to be okay. Right. Yeah. Like we valorize that kind of like the, that idea of laboring over your work and, you know, it's so fucking, I, you know, uh, I've even repeated it. Like, you know, I've been guilty of repeating it in, in my life where I've said, I've loved having, you know, having written more than I love, you know, actually, you know, writing. And I feel like people just kind of say that flippantly because what you're doing when you say that is you're associating all the bullshit with the process, right? You're not actually associating like the creative part of the, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, because what you're doing is you're sort of, whether you're doing it consciously or not, you're falling into that lane a little bit. When you say yep. things like that, you're falling into that lane of this ideology that is, that permeates the majority of, you know, Americans, but like this idea that like, like I am this thing I am my job, my self-worth, my self-worth comes from me being a certain thing. And if I do a certain thing, or if I take on a certain pursuit in my life that, that requires a significant amount of my time, right. And my effort, then if I'm not receiving uh, a substantial amount of income from that, where it becomes my full existence, then I'm invalid. You know, I'm yeah. no longer, I can't take myself seriously. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
you're playing back in. And then again, it comes back to what I was already saying, which is the imposter syndrome sort of mentality. Like, you know what I mean? But that's like also the downside of, of putting a monetary value mm-hmm. on a non-monetary pursuit. Like mm-hmm. that's the reason why, like I kind of rage against the concept of commercial art. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, that's a thing, mm-hmm. but also how can you put a commercial value on art? Like mm-hmm. a commercial, like I see, you know, uh, Santa trucks for Coca-Cola. Right. I remember that from 1995, 1992, the year Midori was made, you know, but I'm also not going to remember it in the context of like, that was moving fucking art. So mm-hmm. the perception that like mainstream cinema, comic books, Oprah's book club is all commercial art, essentially. Like that's where you get all those people that jump on the bandwagon that want to have artists as an identifier that want to be considered a thing because they see the monetary value. They see the pop cultural value. They're not necessarily doing it because they have something to say, something that they want to outlive them. They're just doing the thing because, well, it's easier than, you know, starting an OnlyFans. But is it? <laughs> I mean, yo, I'm like two days from spreading my asshole online. I don't give a shit. You know, because that's what I'm saying. Like, I always look, I always tell people all the time, like, you know what? If you really want to make money, like, there's easier ways to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there really is. Not to say that, like, I'm not somebody who's going to try to make money. Of course, I'm going to try to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to try to to do that. Like, but I'm also somebody who has a very sort of grounded, uh sensibility too, where I'm like, I'm going to be doing this shit regardless anyway. Yeah, like I'm going to be doing it regardless. So, you know, I've got to figure out a way to make it work within the context of my exist, my sort of life. Right. Like for sure. I have to figure the way, you know, and I want to be somebody who sort of, again, my whole goal is, and it's very hard to do this under the sort of, you know, uh, you know, system of, you know, capitalism as it exists today. It's very hard unless big, you unless you come unless you yeah, unless you big, right unless you come from you know wealth right it's very hard but to do what I want which is live live my life by my own terms you know what I'm saying yeah. like and I feel like again the, me, even me pursuing sort of my anything creative stems from that too you know what I'm saying like everything that I do kind of stems from that idea of like trying to live life as close to my own terms as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and, and I feel like it's reflective in sort of the choices that I make, like even artistically, you know what I mean? And, and, and I don't, and I feel like there's an acceptance that I've kind of accepted when I, at some point, I don't quite remember when I accepted it. It wasn't necessary initially, but I do say that, like, I always say I've always been able to, I was always somebody who was creative, right? Always. Yeah. And I was always a, I was always a writer, even if I didn't call myself one, you know what I'm saying? I was always kind of that. Like it was just you part didn't of, want to take was, up the mantle. Right. It was just part of who I, what I did. It was just another aspect of who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, yeah. you know, it was one of many, but at a certain point though, I sort of became resigned to the fact that like, this is what I do. Like in terms of like, this is just one of the things that I do. And this is sort of who I am in terms of wanting to sort of, create things and make shit like and yeah. like i accepted i accepted whatever that whatever came with it you know what i'm saying like i accepted whatever came with it like, that's interesting because to, mm-hmm. to that point i had the exact opposite of that you were very willing to take that on mm-hmm. it took me until about this year where i was just like i'm an artist capital a 
full stop. Like I hated when people called it artist. And I hated when people were like, oh, I need to blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'd tiptoe around that. I'm an illustrator. I'm a cartoonist. I'm a storyteller, what have you. And it's just like, why was I so afraid of taking that up? Oh, because that one word has been sullied by so many people who weren't that thing historically. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? No, that's one of those words. You just like own it. The more people like you and I that take that back, that are just like, well, fuck you. You're not actually that thing. Like, I, I kind of want that wave to just wash over the mids and just be like, listen, there are people out here who identify as creators in whatever scale that they do. And have, you just can't stop them. I, you know, that's crazy, too, because it's like, like I have so much more respect for, for people who create dope shit. Like, than I do people like there's people with whole careers who've bought multiple houses from their work who've, who who are yeah. super famous. Right. I have no respect for. And then there's motherfuckers <laughs> who I know who like work at a fucking gas station and make art on the side. And their art is just so dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they might put out yeah. a, a book here and there or a fucking come or whatever. And I'm like this, this, and I'm like, you're one of us. You're like, I love you. Like, I love your shit. And then there's these other motherfuckers, and they be like, oh, you know, but I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck what Aaron Sorkin does. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a, I don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't think that's the difference between like someone who is kind of like, again, part of the tribe and the, and the person that isn't. Because the person that's like yep. the fake person is the person who's like, oh, I'm going to know. I'm going to, uh, eat Aaron Sorkin's nuts because he's Aaron Sorkin. And it doesn't matter that like- He's also got that hot cocaine nuts thing going on where I'm just like, yo. Right, as opposed to them like not giving a fuck about some guy who lives in like some random place like Tucson who makes this really cool thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, the dude in Tucson is fucking ill. Like, I wanna like- That's always why I kind of dug people like David Cho who I was just like, yo, you just game the system. You got it. You were just like, I'm a street artist. I live with my mom. I'm putting up flyers. And like the next thing you know, I'm getting paid in fucking Facebook shares to paint murals. And then the day that company goes public, like the dude's nothing. Mm-hmm. And now he just gets the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants. And that's the thing though. And this is the test. This is the real test. And m- most of us don't, you know, uh, most of us never get the chance to really have that test that I'm going to describe right now, which is the moment that you make something and it becomes big enough financially, right? It it becomes a big enough success financially that the doors open up to you, right? Mm -hmm. When you have, if you're fortunate enough to have that happen, right? The test at that point, because you're going to have many tests, as an artist, right? Oh, yeah. But if you get that test specifically, it kind of proves who you are at that, in, yeah. in a way, in a way that, uh, in a way that is very sort of almost final. And what I mean by that is, is we know artists, we know people who have been posed with that test and we've watched them fail it. And what yeah. I mean by that is, they will get in a position where they can call their own shots, basically, 
right? Yep. And they become careerist. <laughs> and the ones that don't, the ones that get they get in the position and they get the fuck you money, they don't. They say fuck you. Yeah. They actually use that position to say fuck you. And they're like, no, I'm going to go over here and do whatever the fuck I want to do now that I'm here. And I'm yeah. only going to do the shit I want to do. And don't talk to me unless it's about the shit I want to do. And you'll see me again, but it'll be some shit that I'm doing. You're not going to see me yep. like a, attached to these seven projects or at this, you have a fucking, no, no, no. Now, most people fail that because most people that are in this are frauds. Like, and then the, <laughs> the, and the ones I that mean, don't are the, the, the ones that don't are goats. Those are the goats. Yeah. We look at them like, yo, that's the goat. We know who those guys are. We can name them on yep. like fucking two hands, maybe. You know, we know who those it's men me, and women are. It's you. <laughs> well, we haven't got that test, you know what I'm saying? Because we we never had like a big, huge million dollar, you know, like make a gross millions and billions of dollars of some, something. But if we're fortunate enough to ever do that, the test, no one avoids the test. It's like, what if you, if you can't avoid it? Once you, once you get a certain amount of success financially, right? The test will, you will have to, you will have to, that test will be presented to you and you will have to pass or fail it. And to the, to the normie, right? To the normie, that test, they think that that's passing the test. Failing it to the normie is passing it. They're like, oh, now you're commercial. Being, because this idea of selling out is not a thing to them, right? Like, like they don't even understand that concept anymore. But like, no, but like passing the test is like, actually, no, it's not, it's not selling out. It's, it's, do, it's taking this position and doing yeah. it and saying, oh, now that I'm here, right? And now that I can pretty much call my own shot or write my own ticket, I'm actually going to do that. Most people, when they get in that position, they don't, they decide not to do that. They decide I'm not going to write my own ticket. I'm not going to call my own shot. I'm going to continue to do what I was doing. I'm going to continue to chase, chase jobs. Like I'm going to continue to be like, I want to be, I want to do a Disney. I'm, I'm going to be Mike Flanagan and say, I want to do a star Wars horror movie. He failed the test. That's what we'll see though. Like that's the difference between a jobber and like a right. bona fide creator but, like but see, this this is a controversial hot take right here but because i know mike flanagan's <laughs> well liked by a lot of people he failed the test he failed it he failed i mean i saw enough of his shit to know he was yeah yeah categorically <laughs> categorically he failed the test because because he's in a position where he's made enough things and they've grossed enough money that's why yeah. he's He's been able, he's been given shows on Netflix he's been, and he's still out there. Like, I would love to do a star Wars, a horror movie in the star Wars universe. You failed. You fucking failed because he didn't, he doesn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like when Tarantino, when, when he said, and I, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to do a Marvel movie cause I'm not out here looking for a job. He passed the test. He passed it. He does whatever he does his own movies, whether you lo love him no, or real quick, like, though. Motherfucker wanted to make a Star Trek movie, so I don't know. <laughs> but he didn't, though. He never did. Never no, did. No. He's got. He's coming up on ten films. Never did it. He passed the test. And if he did do it, it would literally be because he's just a Star Trek nerd and he wants to do it <laughs> at this point in his career. Yo, you know what I'm saying? I have joked time and time again. I'm just like, listen, I don't ever want to work for any of these fucking companies. But if Marvel, like, listen, Carl, do you want to do a Fantastic Four book? I'm like, yes. And here's what I'm gonna do. Like, cause that's what I grew up on. Like giving a loving homage to a thing that inspired you to do the thing the, basically the inspiration to say, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? 
Jay-Z pays millions of dollars for the samples he gets on half his songs. And he's just like, because I dug that fucking song. Like, how how am I any different? Like, I just want to be like, yo, that's the thing that I care about. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to, like, contribute to. Like, at the end of the day, if I'm like, honest, I would do it for no money. But also, like, I'd do it my way. And that's the thing, though. Here's the thing about the, I'm going to call this, this is the Mutual Aberration Society test. The Mutual Aberration Society <laughs> test, right, isn't necessarily you taking a job. That's not it. No, because we're about, nah. Mutual Aberration Society is about, you know, creative people being able to make money. Like, make money, do your thing. If you're able to make money, make money. But that's not the test necessarily. The test is obviously, if they present you with a job and you can do the job and they can pay you for it, go ahead and do it. But the moment that that thing becomes a big thing, the moment that you, the moment when you're, when they present you with what's next, you're, we're, the, 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 the world is your oyster. You, you can pick what you want. That's when the test, that's the moment that the test has been laid on the table. That's when you, oh, that's sure. when that, it's, it's how you move once that happens. It's not how you move on the way up. You know, on the way up, you're going to take jobs. You're going to do the things you're going to make. But the moment that you, you get some money in your pocket and they give you the fucking blank check, the clock goes, the test, it's a time test. It's on. And you either you pass know, or fail. In in comics, I'll say the only person I think that has navigated that well is Paul Pope. Because my man came up from indie comics. He got a fan base in Vertigo stuff before Vertigo passed out. And then they were like, do you want to do a Batman book? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to do Batman year 100. And it was a sick-ass Batman book. Mm. And then he was like, all right, you like what I did? Come on over to this shit. And he just brought that whole fan base over to his own stuff. And he made some fucking money off of them because now people follow him way more than, like he tripled his fandom based on that. Uh, Lesser so, Brian Lee O'Malley, creator of Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, it's whatever. If you want to like the Edgar Wright shit, it's fun, cool. It's Animaniacs as a live action, whatever. But that dude was just like, all right, cool. You like this? Come on over and see all these interpersonal manga that I've been doing for all these years. And like, right. those people went over. Like, you give me the opportunity to see what I do and how I do it. I just built the arc. You're coming with me. That's because you are, Flood's coming. you are a true, you are, you again, I mean, that's why you're on the podcast. You are one of us. Like you are, truly someone who is like interested in sort of being you creating your own thing. You're not just somebody who's like looking to hitch their, their talent onto some other thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's not the ultimate, like to you, that is an option. Like in terms of like, if it makes sense, like creatively, if it's like some shit you're a fan of and you're like, okay, cool. I could probably do some cool version of that, but that's not your ideal thing. Your ideal thing comes from your brain and, and you make it and you have the sort of full creative control. It's something that's completely born of your own creation. And a lot of motherfuckers that we know, and I keep saying a lot of people we know, <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers we know. they're all that way. We right. don't a lot of motherfuckers that. that we know don't have that. That's not, they don't have that bone in their body to do that. They, they're, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't like, even when they write spec shit, like it's still like, 
uh, it's almost as odd. They write the writing specs as auditions for other franchises. That you know right there. They're like in their He's mind, they're like, this is an original idea, but really I'm auditioning for the next fast movie or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like cool. that's what they do. Like, it's not even an original. It's like you're reading it and you're like, listen, I'm all for, like I said, if you see some cool shit, just use it. Like, okay, whatever. But that's not what they're doing though. They're not even seeing some yeah. shit that they were inspired by and making some cool version of it. Like I'm going to play in this world, in this sandbox. They're like, no, actually, how's this going to get me in the room? And I can get this next gig so I can be on this other thing. Like, you know, so I can do this other thing. I don't no really doubt. Wanna, you know like how many people we know like want to do take a shot every time I said that uh, like re-listen to the top of this episode and start taking shots every time I say how many people are we know are we know people uh but how many people <laughs> do we know that, that <laughs> it's because we know too many people that are hacks man but right, you gotta like, play the game you're surrounded I'm telling you but that's the thing though and I've I've, I've used the because I'm an analogy guy, right? You can't help it when you write. You like use analogies and comparisons and shit. Well, it, I, I I use the analogy. It's the it's the pop people invasion of the body snatchers, where you're like, yep. you're you're like you look like me, you talk like me, we speak in the same language, but like, I think you might be a pod person, like, but I can't tell. I have to look for the signal, like I you know I have to look for the things where I'm like, because you're presenting yep. as one, you're presenting as normal, like just regular human or in this case, a regular sort of creative person, writer, whatever. <laughs> but then like, I hear you start to talk and then I start to get the signals and I start to see the signs that you're like, oh shit, you're a pod person. Like you're not, you're pretending to be like on this side. Like you're pretending to be part of the tribe, but you're really not. Like you're fucking trying to, you know, and these people have taken over much like Invasion of the Body Snatcher. Yeah. They've, fucking, they've taken over and they're all, they're, they're everywhere. Like they're all around us, whether you're fucking, they're all in Hollywood. Hollywood is almost dominated by them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, they, yes. the aliens have taken over, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The pop people are yeah. now the majority and it's like, and they're trying to steal your humanity. They want you to be part of the pop, you know, again, I know that they say that it's an allegory for communism and, and being that I'm a very far left-leaning guy, like- uh, What? I'm like, no, I'm not like, you. I'm like, you know, I look at it as a little bit different. I look at it as like, I, I tend to look at it as an allegory for corporatism. Like, you know, like my opinion. I wouldn't disagree. I think there's a fine line to be drawn on that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I feel like corporate America, whether intentional or not, and corporations in general, like, I feel like it grafts itself onto that story very, very perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like this idea of like they're just infiltrating everything and just completely taking sure. out, eliminating the humanity from everything, making everything a fucking, you know, HR meeting. <laughs> you know what I'm like, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, that's what I like look at when I feel when I see the body snatched. I see like, no, no, you guys see this. I see like capitalism and corporations. Like that's what I see. That's 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 what I see. Like <laughs> speaking of capitalism and my love for Amazon. Is is it safe for me to take a bathroom break because I love where this is going? Yes, yes. Feel free to take a bathroom <laughs> break because uh, these podcasts are like I told you, it's a rant fest. So. <laughs> you're, you're crushing me, man. You're crushing me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. This meeting is being recorded. Yeah, so, yeah, man, I don't know. I I feel like 
as screenwriting uh as screenwriting has become this thing that i'm just uh i don't know so acclimated to doing right and in terms of well you're deep you're deep in it now like you're working with people in the industry you're doing the thing but you're also yeah like you're trying to like carve out your own shit Right. And, and I just look at it so differently from when, like, I was just the naive kind of uh, guy who was just over 10 months back in like 2009, I want to say. That's always the time I, I point back to, like, and I flash forward to now and I'm like, I'm just, my outlook on it is so different. It's so colored by my experience, but it's also by just being kind of exposed to the realities of it and sort of the people who kind of find themselves attracted to to not only just screenwriting but hollywood right like so um i don't know man like it's become a big thing for me where i just i feel like i'm in a bizarro universe a lot of times when i um hear what people think is good or hear what people take seriously or 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 you know. No, those are two different things. Take good and think is serious. You know, like yeah, yeah. I I feel like there again going back to that performative nature of things. I feel like there are things that some people, especially the hacks, will be like, "This is good," but it's also like, "Did did you like it though?" And to speak to that too, a lot of the hacks, like, are were a lot of the people who, when you first got into like this this. Uh, thing called screenwriting right a lot of those hack guys are hack people because it's not just men yep a lot of those hacks were sort of like people that you sort of look to initially as like oh like you have information or like you're somebody who is of 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 importance or like or or that you have valuable insight only to discover like uh, oh, you're no, speaking no. you're speaking to the predatory nature of screenwriting right and only, which only, only I, as, as a newcomer i'm actually i'm i'm a lot more interested in because hmm. there is a lot of that and i do my very best to navigate as far away from that as possible like there are so many people that think that just because you can write a script like you're ready to be molded by this person that you met on a Facebook group 3.0 or another thing where you're just like, here's this person, they did this, or you, you work with Tyrese, but like, shit, man, I'm never sending you any of my scripts. <laughs> First of all, you're wicked critical. <laughs> I know you'd be like, yo, I hate your shit. No, nah, man. Like I, people still send me stuff. I don't really like, you know, like I read people's stuff when they send it to me. I don't know. Like, it just depends on how busy I am. Like, I do definitely, like, when I know, you know, you, you, know, you know how it is, though. Yeah. It's like game recognized game. Like, I get, like, I get what you're about. Like, I've always have, like, listen, there are like five people on the internet I still respect, you being one of them. And I'm just like, <laughs> I like Ryan. Ryan is like me, but also, I don't want to be sending him my shit because I'll be like, he'll never, never look at my shit. <laughs> Because he he knows like yo he does good shit or he does bad shit I don't know. I mean honestly, again, like I've read so much shit in my life, like that's been called good, like like for example the blacklist that came out. Like I'm pretty sure if ninety percent of those scripts I would read and I'll be like this is dog shit. But it's yo can we talk about the blacklist real quick? Can yeah, we can, can we talk about, about the blacklist? Yeah 
Yo, so fuck the blacklist, full stop. But secondly, like, how many of those movies do I want to see? The, the, the list, I, I said this. I don't already. know. I said this already on another podcast, but like uh, on another podcast, that the list jumped the shark. Like, it jumped the shark oh, yeah. years ago when it became a site, right? And they started charging people yeah. shit and putting, you know, ratings on the scripts and getting giving people feedback like that's when it was over it was over at that point so so from that's the demarcation point when it's like you could it's whatever but it's only okay. gotten every year since then it's only just become more and more homogenized more and more just cynical more and more yeah. goofy you know what i mean like and um what you weren't you weren't there for lax mandis the screenplay <laughs> oh max 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 uh you know he he had uh, he listen had a, i've been waiting he had a way run. too dialed in. He had a run. He had a run. He did have a run before it crashed. He had a run. He did. Yeah, but when you're becoming like the source of parody, I feel like much like Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes your list important anymore? When someone's out here, like I wrote a, a Max Landis spec script. Like when it becomes the source for so- like stunt scripts. Like I didn't know this was a thing. Jenna had to teach me like. Mm-hmm stunt scripts are a thing and i was like you mean there are people out there that are just writing fucking episodes of everybody loves raymond as like a horror comedy and it's <laughs> like yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. to be a thing like yeah i get it i, I kind of get it but at the same time i'm just like don't you want to make a thing that people are like we fought for this like we wanted to see this be a thing like but again that speaks to what you and i were talking about earlier where it's like this is a thing people like we want to make a thing. We want people to see it as that thing. And these people want to make lists. Yeah, well, which is what they do. They don't want to. John make- Gary said he'd rather have the poster on the wall than have the movie produced. <laughs> exactly. They want to make a list. Like that's cool. I want to make a movie or a thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I've been on list. Like it, it's like I don't even. I don't care. Like it doesn't mean anything if I didn't, if it doesn't turn into something that I made, you know, that I actually had actual some kind of fingerprint on. And that's another thing. You know, people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take another I'm shot. Sorry. But but again, we do. We apparently we know a lot of people. That was that was good. That was good. I saw you catching yourself on that one. Yeah. But 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 there are individuals who uh, we are familiar with that <laughs> that. Uh, have have Sorry. made have made shit or have shit made and they have almost zero to no input on it once the thing became uh once it once once the people like the the money people got involved and it became a it became a green light project yeah they pretty much got shoved out of the fucking way told to shut up but, you know, you know what I mean? that also happens with anyone that's like proper working and trying to fight for that shit like mm-hmm. once the money gets involved yep i mean spread it's, part, them. it's, it's part of it it's, where's it, that where is that only thing that's a that's a feature not a bug you know what i'm saying yeah that's, that's what this design they designed that for a reason and i'm just like so i'm somebody who's like actively like pushing back on that shit like i'm always like if it's got my name on it and i'm not doing some sort of hired gun shit then I'm, you're probably yeah. going to think I'm a pain in the ass because I'm going to assert myself and you're either going to fucking respect it or you're going to fire me. I don't fucking care. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't care because it's like I'd rather I'd rather go I'd rather go out fighting than like watch them just do some shit like and then I could just be like well I didn't have no control you know what I mean so, like, so here's my question yeah so let me ask you as one of those cats that has been such a ardent supporter of the writer's word hmm. have you been writing more to direct yeah yeah of course all right, fuck yeah. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I, I started. The only reason I started screenwriting was because I wanted to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I could yeah. write and I actually wanted to direct. So that's, it sent me down that path. And that's still a goal. Like, I never write with the intention of like just handing it off ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it make, if, if it were to like, if somebody were to present me with an offer and it, and it was enough money and, and it made sense and they gave me a certain level of like, it depends on how I felt about it too. That's another thing. Sure. Like if it's just, this is a script I really care about, or is it a script that yeah. I was, it was, it was one of the many like that I was just like, okay, I did this because you have ones that are more, you care more about than others. You know what I'm saying? You have some that just come out and you're just like, well, this was just some shit. I just it had to get out of me and it came out. Yeah, no doubt. Right. And if it's one of those, maybe I'd be a little bit more like, all right, well, I'll just take a check and like, leave me alone type shit. But if it's if now it's, I have another question. Now I have another question. How many scripts do you write per year? that are just like the bastard children that you can throw over the, the Milo and Otis kittens, if you will. <laughs> I was, again, I was talking about this with my guest last episode, very few. I look at my, uh, my stack and this is why, this is the goal for me moving forward at this point in my life and at this stage is to make yeah. the stack switch. I have a stack nice. of script. If I stacked up the scripts that I have that I've written, for me, and I scacked up as things that I've written for money, the majority of them are for money. Like I would say in the 90th percentile, like it's a, it's a stack, this is a stack this high. And then there's this little stack. Like, because what happened was I, got, I wrote a spec and that spec got me in my foot in the door a little bit. And then all the work came from that. So then like, as yeah. I'm doing all these other jobs and trying to like scratch, scratch and claw my way through. And I'm like, Oh, it'll pay me this money. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. I would try to fit in one of my things in there. So the script is the script pile for me is very small. Like, and I'm one of those people where I'm like, actually most of the stuff that I've written, that's, it's mostly been paid. Like it's mostly been paid. I've written more for money than not. So that's what I say. When I say I developed that muscle, I developed, it's because of that. It's not because I wanted to, though. It wasn't. It's not because I wanted to. It's more the circumstances of my reality, which I'm coming from a guy who's worked regular jobs the majority of the time, and like I'm like they're throwing me little money to do this project or the non guild shit all the time. Blah, blah. So I'm like trying to like do that, like, and I'm sort of having, having to prioritize too. Where it's like, well, I gotta work this job, and then I gotta do this this script that they're paying me for too. Yeah. So it's like. And then I got my thing, but my thing is like backburnered because I'm prioritizing. I'm prioritizing in terms of like, you know, um, or when I lived in Los Angeles, for example, you know, cost of living's higher, same kind of deal yep. where it's like you're working at a startup company when you first get there and you're still writing on the side and getting little gigs here and there, small money. So you're doing those. So you're, so the bulk of your time is the small money gig and the day job. And then you have whatever time left for hopefully for personal life with your family. You know, I had small children at the time. They're much bigger now. Like, and then you have the time that you could fit in for the thing that you want to do, which is 
almost non-existent for a long time. So it became one of those yeah. things where it's like I was doing all of this writing for shit that I didn't care about. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of I cared about it from the standpoint of like, I can get money from this. You know what I mean? But it's not, yeah. I always, I had to learn how to train myself to not care. Like, or to care, but to care from the viewpoint of uh, a mercenary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm like, what do you need? Yo, you're talking to a guy that came from comics. Gun for hire is kind of like exactly what I've been trained to do. And that's yeah. like dipping into writing. That's yeah. Like have laptop, we'll travel type shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Man, I've seen you on THR with uh, Tyrese in the background. I know what's going on. Yeah. You know, that's kind of been my existence for a while. And like uh, even this year, like I haven't made a ton of money, but the the I probably made more money um, than a lot of the people we know who are chasing the spec like that, that sort of, what do you call it game? The OWA game or whatever, because they'll probably go a whole year and make nothing. You know what I'm saying? But the yes, job. I do. I just, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. You know, I've done that before myself, but like for the past few years, I, I, I could say that like, I've at least earned some money from some writing shit yeah. every year. And even this year, like I was like, what the fuck? And then I got paid to write a TV pilot. And then I got paid to write four music video yeah. treatments. And I got paid to write a stage play. Like, I, like these are all things that are all related that I got paid for, for all of them. But it's like, that came like toward the tail end of the year. Like, you know, on sure. the back end, like it, the front end of the year was looking like, yo, when's the next, you know, whatever. I'm just like, well, I'm trying to utilize that time efficiently. And like, which is like working on my own shit also doing whatever fucking things I could do to make money in the meantime, like, because you're looking at your bank account and you're making your way in decisions. Like, okay, what the fuck am I going to like, you know what I mean? And you're like, well, something will come through. And if it don't like, hopefully I'll just make my own shit. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. so that my goal is actually at this point is like to really just be like, so busy making my own shit that like, that like whatever sort of bloom fruit from that tree can do, you know what I mean? Like, as you know, you've been making your own shit. Like, like. Here's, here's the difference between you and me though. And I love you. You say, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't have Tyrese knocking on my door. I got a hole in my roof that the fucking landlord won't pay. I'm making my dream comics that nobody gives a shit about. But like at the same time, I'm like, Listen. yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. I yeah. wouldn't have it any other way but, because but this listen, is all I, I know have, how to I, do. A, I'll put it this way. I've made a lot of money in a short period amount of time, but a lot, sure. to, but a lot of money to me is like, not a lot. You know what same. I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm the same way. Like, right. Where it's like for, 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 for like a gilded, a WGA writer, they're like, that's nothing. That's not even, you know what I mean? But for me, it's a lot of money, but also like, for example, like I really need to, I have, I own my car, but I really need to get rid of it. Cause it's a, I've, I need it, but, but it's like, I could take the money that I had made, but it's like, but I also have other shit I need to pay for. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Cause I feel like you're kind of the only person that I could also talk to this about. Hmm. You fucking love this shit. Hmm. There's, there's no denying that you're like, listen, I'm going to fund my life through however I'm writing, however I'm developing, however, whatever, because I know that I'm good enough. And also you have the nuts enough to say, like, I'm good enough to do that thing, which I think needs to be touched upon because I think a lot of people don't talk about that because, well, frankly, a lot of people aren't good enough. 
where is the breaking point for you where you're just like, yo, I'm doing all these things and God damn it, this is the best. But like, when do you tap out just to do your own thing? Like, do you have a spot for that? Do you have a project for that? When does that stack change as far as like the stuff that you're paying, you're getting paid for and you're fixing all your shit and what have you versus, you know, that artist juice that we keep talking about, like, you know, I'm getting deep in the thick of this, like, because yeah, I, I, I value, I value you. We have that simpatico thing. And I think that like, you're talking to me at just the right time for this conversation because mm -hmm. I'm like there and you're there, but you also like you and I want to switch. I'm like, listen, I'm ready to sell out and go full Yeezus. And you're like, nah, son, nah, it ain't like that. <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm also, bad example. Uh, yeah, bad, <laughs> you, 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 yeah, example is kind of crazy, but but uh, uh, specifically given the, the context of today. But well, no, uh, he said he said some stuff. I'm sure it's fine. We were talking about Midori. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, you know, that's a very, I don't know, that's a very interesting question. It's a, uh, it is a loaded question. I understand it's it's a lot trickier to like just on the spot gun to your head answer, but like, I mean. I don't know, like a few things about that question that I have to like think about because it depends on what you mean, I guess. Um, because I always say this, like I'm I'm trying to like make money. Like I'm not not trying to make money, you know. Um, oh yeah, like, there's no one in this conversation that doesn't want that. Right, but like I'm not gonna be working at fucking Domino's. Right, but you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's 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 a question that I'm probably trying to figure out myself in real time because the goal with everything that I do, in terms of like, if I'm able to get a paid a thing, someone's going to pay me to do, is yeah, no always like, okay, how can I take that money, pay my overhead, yeah. and then use that as a chunk of like take advantage of like whatever's left to give me a chunk of time yep. to do my own thing that's the game that i've been trying to play like you know what i'm saying and it's, it's it's hard because a lot of the times like the jobs become more consuming than 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 you want them to be sometimes right where you're like oh, i'm done sure, with this for sure like i don't want to continue to keep working on this because i want to use I want to get paid, but also I want to get paid at a certain time in a certain time frame, so that I can pay the necessary things that I need to pay for, then have a solid block of time where I don't have to worry about hustling for the next thing or whatever. Right. You want to game the game so that you can game yeah, the, the game. Ga if, the, if the game is to like make enough money to buy you breathing room, to give you the space and time so you can make the thing that you care about, you know, that's my game. That's the game I've been playing. Um, and you know, Ryan, I just think we became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's really, it's really the game that that's the game. Like it's, it's, it's for me, it's never, I'm never looking. That's why I say like, I'm not a careerist because you know, yeah. like the careerist would be like, all right, well, how do I get this job to give me more jobs? Sure. Like how do I, sure. how do I make sure that I do the best that I can do in a, uh, in a, and go above and beyond for the person who's hiring me so that they view me as invaluable to the degree where they can keep me around or keep me in the fold. I'm not interested in being in the fold. Like I want to do me. 
my interest is like, I can help you. Right. But I'm also my own person. Like I'm not, I'm my own artist. I'm not like the guy you call to help you, you know, like that. You're a fixer. Right. My whole entire existence isn't built on helping someone else achieve their, their, their sort of like, you know, artistic creation, like, or realize their artistic creation. Like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I can do that. And yes, I have done that kind of thing, but it's never from the standpoint of like, well, I'm going to get in where I fit in and I'm only going to do this. And I know people that do that. Like, that's their whole thing. They're like, I'm just going to be the guy over here, like doing that thing. And I was like, all right, but I never, most of us who get into doing this, like we don't get into that to just be some fucking fixer guy. You know what I mean? Like to be some sort of fixer person where you're getting into this because you want to make things, you know what I'm saying? You want to, you have to want to express yourself, right? You want to be able to make, you know, the shit that keeps you, you know, gets you excited or, or, or pushes you to sit down and create. Like that's what brings anybody to this shit. Well, aside from the people who are just here for clout, like who, like who we already discussed, the ones who just want to be, you know, perceived as something, you know what I mean? Like those people. What I appreciate is none of those motherfuckers are dialed into this right now. <laughs> of course not. No, they, they don't even, they probably just, they might, if they ever listen to this, they hate, they hate, they hate listen if, if they listen at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's it. Like, because to what I'm saying is like to them is just complete, like, ridiculous like it's it's ridiculous like to them you know what i mean like i'm speaking a different language that to them it's, it's why i'm talking to you on a filmmaker podcast <laughs> and not a comic book maker podcast and i'm yeah. out here just throwing smoke yeah it, so i don't know man like to 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 you said something before and i'm trying to remember exactly the way you worded it that really kind of like had me thinking and now I, but because I was ranting on another tangent I didn't remember what it was this is kind of my gift to the world I'll hit on a touchstone of something and it's just like yo what the fuck did you just say I'm like right because I, I was there, <laughs> because I was thinking like there's something else that you said that I can't quite quite remember that like and it sparked something in me too but I just now I don't even remember what were you asking me Carl outside of that again <laughs> <laughs> my mission statement i was like let me let me get ryan on the spot let me tell him what's let me see i want to know his journey no i think you and i were touching on something that was very similar in both of our journeys for lack of a better word uh and that is like we would do this no matter what right like we're speaking to true artistic passion which in both of our respective fields it just is non-existent like you like I would do exactly what we're doing dollar sign not attached but like because of the fact that there's no dollar sign attached it's better than anything you've ever paid for because it's a pure original idea and like essentially that's non-existent in both of our fields because of that it's been so sanded down and so you know in a way calculated like removed in a very specific way like we don't present art as art anymore art is commerce and you and i have both kind of rebelled against that in a very hard way but we've also accepted in a way that any working creative and i say working creative because 
we ain't getting jobs at Domino's, like I said. It's very much of, here's a skill that I'm good at, and I'm going to present it as such for profit to fuel the other thing. And I do think that's something that is less spoken of because as a working creative, you do have to make things that you don't give a shit about, but also acknowledge that the things that you're making that you do give a shit about are massive, comparatively speaking. I don't know. Maybe I might be on my own ass. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm. All, we're on the same page for sure about that. But, but you know, it's just interesting because it is like what we're talking about right now. And I don't know if, 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 if some people realize this, but like what, what we're talking about right now is the main is the main discussion uh, of of sort of art in the. 21st century right like it's drive right and it's also it's, drive. Main, it's also like the main discussion of my life like like this is every day you know what i mean like yeah. this is every day i haven't had a regular job in like four years and change like you know what i mean yeah. like Same. and that's come from and that's coming from working every kind of job ever <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i've worked on every kind of job you can ever think of uh because i was pursuing this other thing you know what i mean like because i was driven yeah. to pursue you know the sort of artist path or whatever right like so well that's actually a really good point like we talk a lot about the supplemental career of the creative having to have a day job mm -hmm. and doing the damn thing but we never talk about the creative having to do lesser creative things in a creative field yeah, we. I mean, again, because no nobody wants to talk about that shit because everybody wants to put on the, they want to make it seem as if they're doing more than they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they're they want yeah. to, and it's like it's not the reality of it. It's not that glamorous. You know what I mean? Like it's really not a very glamorous thing for to people to really be like, yo, this is what I do. This is how I sustain myself. For me, like sustaining myself is a mixture of 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 writing and fucking freelance bullshit. That's it. Like, that's it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes the when the writing hits, it buys me time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no that's the thing. When the writing jobs hit, usually they pay enough to where it buys me time. Or it's like, all right, boom. You know what I mean? And when they don't hit, then it's like, all right, then it's hustle mode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's my life. That's my existence. And that's a choice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's a choice that most people... Listen. After this with. year, yeah. <laughs> hustle mode is not a thing I would uh, ever recommend for anyone. But if like you're in it, it you, sucks. You do the hustle. Like, hustle mode sucks, but but hustle mode fucking sucks. But it's but it's, we would it's do that other it than it gets valorized. It gets valorized, right? Like it's yeah. Like, people wear it like a badge of honor. The difference between me and most people is I don't wear it as a badge of honor. It's just a reality. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not. What am I gonna do? nothing no i'm gonna do something like you know what i'm saying like yeah I'm, you'll never hear me romanticize the starving artist right i'm not romantic <laughs> you know? i'm gonna like but i'm at the end of the day i'm gonna take care of my family i'm gonna yeah. keep the lights on and however that yep. looks is however that looks i'm gonna do those things regardless because in that hustle mode is is survival it's not it's not about like me trying to make it's not a, for for most people i feel it's a coping mechanism right 
Like sure. they have to valorize that shit in order for them to fucking deal with the sort of the bill that they're living under this fucking super fucking uh, uh, oppressive fucking system that like pretty much forces you to fucking work to your fucking dead like you know what i mean like unless you have fucking it's really easy to ascribe to an ideology if it gets you a hashtag right right <laughs> but but people have to find their own kind of way to yeah. justify that existence right so i understand it and i have i actually empathize with the people but but i'm not under that delusion like where it's yeah. like i i understand like that like hustle mode is not something that i'm like yeah i'm hustled or I'm like i'm gonna do it because i'm I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm, the alternative is what I'm gonna do, live under I, a bridge. Like, no. I think that that comes from the active choice that you're making to make a thing. Like, anyone that is clearly finding their life as I'm making shit, full stop. You have to make that choice. You have to draw that on the sand and you have to say, yep, I'm the product of these actions, but also, like, I'm not and, gonna do anything else. And making things also sort of you're already with just jumping, just throwing your hat in that ring, right? And being like, I'm a yeah. making a thing is already sort of putting you in that sort of mode anyways. Yep. Because, you know what I mean? So it's like when you have to do other things to sustain yourself while you're making the thing, you, you're already kind of already in that mode because yeah. you're not asking anyone to help you. You're doing a thing with... Yep. And it's completely, it's 100%. When you start, it's 100% sweat equity, right? I hate that term. <laughs> yeah. It's a term that like startup douches use, but like, but you know what I mean though? Like, it's like, you're completely doing this, like on your own, no one's, no one's fronting you anything, right? Exactly. And you have to fucking make the thing and put it out into the world and try to generate something from that. So yep. being in that headspace already, you're already in that mode. And if you stay in that, and it just, for me, it's just, I just never got out of that mode at a certain point. It was just like, I'm always in that mode. So it extends to all aspects of my, of my day-to-day -day life. Or it's like, I'm always thinking from the standpoint of I'm making a thing. Even if that's like, I gotta, well, I gotta pay some bills. I gotta make that money. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta make it. Like, it's not about like going into a building every day for a certain amount of time and punching in and punching out. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a very comfortable- way of living even though it's not really but it's but it is comfortable in the sense of like it gives people uh the ability to have a reliable source of data you know of income that comes in at a steady hopefully <laughs> at a steady consistent you know rate every let me week, let me week, whatever go ahead let, let me ask you something because i feel like you and i are going to have the same exact answer on this and i want to i want to upswing <laughs> not to guide the conversation of your own podcast but like no go ahead would you would you fucking change anything? No, no. Yeah, same. At the end of the day, I would, it's yeah. more gratifying to yeah. wake up and make the damn thing. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, you know, I think people, people, definitely. First of all, I know, you know, I know you know this, but like, it's kind of futile, right? Because it's like you can't change, you can't. No change doubt. What was already, you know. <laughs> But but just as an exercise, and when you think back, you're like, would I change anything? It's like, honestly, no, because I wouldn't be like all of that experience. It's like there's so I've accumulated so much life experience. I've accumulated so much, you know, like all of that shit made me who I am. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? All yeah. of that shit made me capable of existing at all. Like the way and I not just as a as a person, but also as a creator who's right. like life has now informed the work. Right. No doubt. 
I don't like I said like when I when I write shit like I don't have to think very hard because when it when it comes when it, what I mean by that is like I don't have to think about like thematics and shit. <laughs> well, it's naturalistic then. Right, it's, it's naturalistic. To, it's supposed those themes are supposed to come out via the subconscious anyways, but but I feel like when you live an actual life like an actual life like where you're yeah. fucking like going through experiencing things and not in this sort of way that like we come to a lot of people kind of live this very sterile sort of office jobby kind of life you know yeah. where they go you know where it's like very much like if you make a certain dollar amount and you work a certain kind of job then your life is fairly consistent with the next person that does a similar kind of thing we with you all love our nine to fives we all love our tgi front it is. Exactly. It's all good. It's the same thing, you know? Right, right. Well, Any, I, anyone that ascribes to this life and like is buckled in and not just taking it as a title, that is, it is our cross to bear and it's our reward at the end of the tunnel. And mm -hmm. I think that that's why I was stoked about getting on with you because I was just mm -hmm. like, he gets it. Like he'd, he'd do this. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you know, in another, in another life, I was, I probably was doing what you're doing. What I mean by that is like, cause there could, there is a alternative parallel Ryan who, who, <laughs> who was drawing because I started, I did draw. I used to draw when I was young, I was drawing. We all did. We you know, all did. Like, and I was like, draw, I could, I could draw. Like it wasn't like, I wasn't, I was good. Like I just decided to continue to write like i could draw like you know what i'm saying like so it was one of those things where it's like so you know age, i'm gonna get you to draw something now so like, at a certain age though but at a certain age you i've know seen how, your like, kids drawings i know they gotta be good well, well well the thing about it is like you reach a certain age right and you make a decision you're like you know what i could continue to nurture this and get really good yeah yeah or i could just stay where i'm at and or or just you know divert my art my artistic sort of sensibilities towards other things and like and that's kind of what happened it happened organically though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had other things like I could have, I know like in a different, like a different, if I had a different kind of headspace in high school, I could have made that shift like easy. Like I could have been like, well, I'm just really gonna learn like how to draw really well in terms of like, oh, I could draw naturally. You know, I could look at a picture and it, it, it would be a, a reasonable facsimile of what it was. And I took art. I was one of those kids who had art mad years, like, because you can oh, keep, yeah. keep doing you can art two, art three, art four. If you, so I had all the fucking arts, like, you know, I could that's how I got on my French master class. <laughs> you know, you could do this. I could do the fucking like, you know, shading and shit like, but it was like at a certain point, it was like, first of all, I was interested in a lot of shit. One, yeah, but, same. All, but, but also, you know, I also fucking had a kid like basically out of high school. Like there's all kind of other shit going on in my life that like never really. And, and, and again, the writing thing just kind of, it just was always a thing I did too. And honestly, yeah. the drawing was an extension of that. Really, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just like, oh, it's a cool character. Let me draw the cool character I want to talk about type. Of it's thing. funny you say that. Speaking of the parallel universe versions of ourselves, mm -hmm. the dark timeline, if you will. Mm -hmm. I, uh, when I was in art school, the second I got out, I had linked up with a bunch of guys in bands. And like, I was like deep in the New York, New Jersey scene. And I was in a band that was on Warp Tour my first year out. And I was like, yo, this might be it. You know, if hardcore and uh, screamo ends up being a thing for the next couple of years, it's not, don't worry anyone. <laughs> but like, that could have been it. But I was like, I remember very distinctly being in like a fucking white rented van drawing comics still. And I was like, the thing that you're doing as your side hustle eventually becomes your main thing because mm. you realize why you did it. 
-hmm. in the first place. Like, yeah, no, you're traveling across America, which, yeah, whatever. But at the same time, like, what is the thing that still has your attention? What is the thing that's still grabbing onto you? And I think it comes out of the fact that you're just like, I care about this thing more. And I care, I understand that like I am multifaceted as a human, as a creative, let's be honest. None of us are stuck doing the same thing. We can all do whatever. Right. But it does come down to the fact that like one thing pulls at your heartstrings hard enough to be like, yo, that's the path for you. Yeah. And I will say when it comes to my 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 journey or whatever, uh it always it was just it always writing always kind of it all I don't it just happened like you know what I mean like what I mean by yeah. that is like at every point in my life it inserted itself yeah over and over again like you know what I mean oh like, there's no lightning bolt moment it's like, not it like we like, meet the one you're like that's I, that's the I, I would just get an opportunity like, oh, yeah for sure like we got this this writing thing would appear or and then the next writing thing or I would get or can you do it was it was yep. the most organic thing like I didn't force this like you know what I'm saying like when I say that like like in terms of like, I always wanted to be creative and make shit, but like the writing shit, I, the moment that I started doing it, like I was, it just shit always happened. Anytime I sat down to make, write something, something happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just, it's not about, and it's, and again, it's just sometimes it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm big on like this idea of like, you know, destiny and all this shit. Cause I'm a very sort of, uh, I'm a very oh certain. dude say say the white girl thing say you're not a, and you're not religious but you're spiritual no I'm not spiritual I'm not saying that shit but but, but what I mean what I'm what I'm, I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very uh, uh I'm a very mystic type of motherfucker sometimes like you know what I'm saying like, oh I'm right there with you you know I got I mean? my tea leaves I got my my dyes I've got my cards I'm a universal motherfucker right where I just feel like there's there's a lot of shit that we, that we don't completely like know about the world that we live in like you know what i'm saying like we like to present ourselves as all-knowing and like the that that the, the but truthfully the extent of human knowledge is like infinitesimal it's very small you know what I mean? oh sure like, we don't really understand everything like so you know and when it comes to sort of existing, oh i don't know shit I like exactly know like, we don't know I won't pretend like, to like but it comes to like our existence and why we're here and all this shit like there's many different theories and many different you know things that people you know pose as why we're here really? what we're about we everyone's searching for meaning right so yeah. i look at i look at you know i look at sort of like this idea of like what the universe presents to you as like a real thing you know what i'm saying i don't yeah. care what you want to call that you want to call that destiny cool you want to call that divine intervention cool you want to call that completely random cool but the universe presents shit to you like you know what i'm saying like and this isn't the secret this is none of that type of shit it's just like in my life experience <laughs> in my life experience there have been numerous <laughs> moments at different times and i'm old enough to have been like three different people at this point right where where where, where at different times as different people i've been presented with this shit like in way in, in ways that other things i haven't been like you know what i mean like where it's like and then the answer presents itself every right, time. You're just kind of like, say, yeah, here it is, here it there's is, here like it this is. path that you're on that you don't, you're unaware of, but yeah. sort of the universe knows. And when you go off of it, it's like, hey, 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 hey stop, go, go back. 
And if you could, you could continue yeah. to go off course if you want, but eventually it's going to say, no, 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 no. You got to go all the way around and come back again, get back, get back to where you need to be. And I do believe you're that. talking about that Candyland shit. When you get the slide and you come back to the very beginning, it's like, you see where you came from. It's the same shit. I use that metaphor a lot because I'm like, I don't want to go to the candy cane bridge, but I got there and it still pulled me back. Right. Right. And or, or like you said, it's like the fucking, uh, what is that? Is, is it the, uh, is it, uh, Carlito's way? That's yeah. where he says the shit. Like he keeps pulling me back. I think I got away, but it keeps, keeps pulling me back. It just keeps pulling me back. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the working title was Candyland way. It was, I don't know why they didn't stick with it. <laughs> keeps pulling me back you know what i mean like i feel that way i feel kind of like uh like i don't have a i don't have a choice like this shit is like it just pulls me back like you know what i mean so i don't even fight it like you know what i mean like i feel like there's people that fight it like i don't fight it like i, I just i don't i don't think anyone that's i don't think anyone that's fighting it is actually like in it though like mm -hmm. not not to speak ill of people that are trying to make it you and i have talked a bunch of shit about things but like Honestly, I think if anyone is out there fighting it, they don't know if they're willing to go the full nine. And uh, like, listen, to be a working creative, to be a successful creative, you do have to fucking put yourself, you're skiing, your tips down. You've got a, you've got no place to go but down the hill. Like, that's it. I've skied once. That's the only analogy I have. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I love Danny Brown. I know you love Danny Brown. Um, and Danny, yo, Brown don't even get me started about Danny Brown. <laughs> Danny Brown said something very interesting on one of his podcasts, which was like uh, when he talked about, you know, him becoming a rapper and, and basically making making it at 30. Right. And, and like, yeah. and, but he was like, I sacrificed everything. He was like, there was no I was all the way in. Like, it wasn't like, yeah, because this is what I was going to do. And you kind of yeah, have to sure. have that kind of kamikaze kind of like. What's up, Jenna? <laughs> uh, kamikaze. <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta, gotta kind of have that. <laughs> There's the Jenna, Jenna cameo. Uh, you gotta kind of have the that. Bathroom's kamikaze. right behind us. <laughs> uh, no, but you gotta kind of have that approach. You know, I mean, like you're not doing anything else. Like he's one of those people, though, and like it shows in his work. You listen to it. He hasn't made the same album twice. Mm -hmm every album he's done it's like oh yep danny brown's reinventing himself and like, do i want to hear 80 copies of old yes because i love raging but <laughs> but, but like you said before earlier what you know like you only you know, for far as we know you know um we only we only got this one life right you know i yeah. mean as far as we know, I mean, it, this shit is probably, it could be a video game. You could just reboot again and be in uh, all, all right, Elon, settle down. Settle down. <laughs> oh, we could just reboot terrified. again, start another one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I mean, but, but the simulation might just dump us back in, but, <laughs> but as far as we know, right, you got this one, you got this one life. So you might as well pursue the things that you want to pursue while you're here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Bucket. I do think that because if you do understand that though you are given the opportunity and I say opportunity because it really is that mm. to do what you want to do however you want to do it and the people that have truly made stuff that kind of like we've been talking about withstands the test of time and is kind of pure and authentic those are the people that understood that like I'm not out here seeing shitty art 
because I'm seeking it out. I'm seeing it because it's not actually art in the first place. And those people didn't wake up and say, I was going to make something. Nobody woke up and said, I'm going to make Walmart. Mm. You know, they're, they're out here saying like, I want to do this. I want to make this. I want to tell this story. I want to sing this song. I want to do. Well, whatever. they are saying that, but is they're saying, I want to, I, they were waking up and saying, I want to work at Marvel. Yeah. Well, those well, motherfuckers don't know shit. They, yeah, they're saying it like they're, they they're are not... saying that, but they, they're also they're not, dabbing they're on doing, TikTok. Here's what, do you know what they're not doing? They're not, they're not saying, yo, I'm going to go look, I'm going to go watch this movie, Midori, or I'm going to, I'm not going to go find this Full. weird ass fucked up, Full <laughs> this weird ass fucked up movie uh, that's been banned, it's anime, that's 48 minutes long, that shows puppies getting crushed, like, you know what I mean? Like, and child exploitation, like, you know, like, they're not saying that, like, um, because they're, they're, they're not actually artists. Um, so I feel like that's a good place for, for me to, to have you, uh, I was going to say, plug. that's some, that's a solid outro. You're yeah, just like, solid, yo, bring it all back. It up. But, uh, as this is where I have my guests sort of like take the mic and just plug whatever, whatever they want to plug or tell people about, uh, the floor is yours, Carl. What do you, what do you, what do you want people to look for? What do you want people to check out? Let's... Uh, yo, kids, uh, if you've been watching this and you dig what I say, you can just Google my name. I'm not giving you anything. You don't got to buy anything of mine. I don't give a shit. I'm going to be poor either way. I'm going to be rich either way. That's the moral of this entire story. I don't care. I'm not here to plug. I'm here to talk to my buddy, Ryan, who gets what this is all about. Through that, you know, that. Uh, I, 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 I vibe with that uh, for sure, you know, but I always will say this. Uh, Carl won't plug, but <laughs> listen, yo, I'm adamantly like non commercial with my shit. I'm just like, you, I'm like, Carl if you plug, don't like me, but look, look for, like Google Carl. I'll put, I'll put some of it in the show notes, you know, um, if you want to, I'll let, I'll let you do that. You want to check out his that. stuff. It's, it's cool. You have anything coming out, uh, or it's just like, fuck it like i'm just i'm just i'm still man it's you know we're what is it the 28th mm-hmm. i'm still in the middle of 2022 i'm wrapping up like my year slate i get to say that now i got like four or five coming out next year it's it's the busiest i've ever been y'all should buy my shit i'll i would love to see the 12s of dollars <laughs> No, that's a good thing. I, I, I don't like, care. I don't care. I'm gonna do this either way. We're gonna do exactly that, and 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 that's that's the mantra. That's the mantra. Yeah, do that's it one anyway. Of many. I feel like I come up with new mantras every episode, but that's one of the many mantras of of, of probably uh, mutual aberration society. Is you know we're gonna do this shit anyway. We're gonna do this shit anyway. So uh, thanks again, man, for 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 ranting with me for several hours uh, as i as i as i expected um it takes a lot yeah, it was an absolute pleasure let me thank you <laughs> thank you man it takes a lot to be able to uh to 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 stay on um as long as you i mean i'm a long-winded guy <laughs> so you know i appreciate you i do i do love this it was a very specific like yo we gotta watch this fucked up anime and then we're gonna talk yeah, about other yeah, things and i was like I'm, I'm, yo did, that anime we did talk about midori we did touch on it um like i said we didn't we didn't completely spoil it uh but no i'm glad about that too because yeah, i do think we, it's worth a watch we got up to the point where you know midori and the magician like were uh together which 
it's toward the tail end, but then there's a whole other, uh, go watch it, find this yeah. movie. Okay. Well, again, if you're not into sort of the, the extreme shit, skip Midori, but if you're down Yo, for Carl's going to recommend Milo and Otis and watch it knowing that that story exists. And, uh, and if, you're, sorry, and if, you're, and and if you want to actually do watch it, uh, subscribe to the patron because I will be posting it there for 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 patrons for so they can have a you know so they can download it um yeah, yeah. get ryan paid yeah. ryan, ryan's gonna get paid him and tyrese aren't making enough money apparently i mean he i mean i can only speak for me he seems to be doing quite well <laughs> he seems to be doing quite well <laughs> last time i checked he's doing quite well uh uh but yeah i'm not doing as well as tyrese so uh, feel free to subscribe <laughs> to the, the, the patreon it is much appreciated um and as always I do not know how to ever end podcasts, so this is the end. and bullshitting. I like the dough on them, scraping out the foe on them, drain my cock and pull on them. Yeah, Nick, I'm still talking that whoop-de-whoop, hopping out on my enemy, I know who to shoot. Then I knew Like I needed some soul searching. Tassano gave me some game in real person. We 
Retrace my steps on what they never taught me Did my homework fast before government caught me So I'ma dedicate my last verse to Oprah On how the infamous ignorant N-word control us So many artists gave her an explanation to hold us Well this is my explanation straight from Ethiopia N-E-G-U-S Definition, royalty, king, royalty, Oprah Listen, N-E-G-U-S Description, black emperor, king, ruler Now let me finish The history books overlook the word and hide it America tried to make it to a house divided The homies don't recognize we've been using it wrong So I'ma break it down and put this game in a song N-E-G-U-S Say it with me Or say no more, Illuminati can come and get me Calling for Oprah Winfrey All the base aside Kendrick Lamar by far, realest nigga alive Man, everything you do 